MX Network Production. Pulp MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at BTOsports.com and click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast. Featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Foxhead.com, go to your local authorized uh, Fox dealer. If they don't carry Fox, go to another dealer. BTOsports.com, use the code PulpMX when you're checking out. Save yourself big money uh, from the guys at BTOsports.com. They've got OEM parts now, folks, and uh, they've got all the brand new latest gear, 2016 stuff out for everybody right now. So you go to BTOsports.com and get it. I went and placed an order the other day for Project 88 at BTOsports.com and used my own code. I helped myself save money. How weird is that? All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. I'm Steve Mathis, as usual. Joining me on the uh, RacerX podcast uh, is uh, a guy that's been around the industry for a long time and uh, done a lot of things, seen a lot of people, knows a lot of people. Uh, Eddie Ray, what's going on, Eddie? What's going on? Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for... Straight uh, off the Pulp Show last night into another podcast. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, like I said, last night I got to do that for the first time. Uh, listener to the show, and it's really cool being on this side of the microphone and... Uh, and uh, having something to do with the show, you know. Now, uh, you're married to Jessica Patterson, seven-time WMX champion. Seven times, yeah. Now doing GNCCs. Yep. Um, Jessica, may this may be your last year. Next year, maybe a little bit, some schedules. We're not sure. She's had a terrific career. But um, where, and for years, the MX Sports people, uh, again, a parent company, a sister company of Racer X, people want to know that, but... Where's WMX racing at? Where, where are we at with this? Um, I think right now, I mean, WMX racing is, uh, obviously, it's, it's, it's not what it was when they took it over in 2009 mm-hmm. to 2012, 2013. Um, it definitely took a big hit in 2014, went way back to, you know, just basically going to amateur races. But at the same time, I see what they're doing. You know, they're, they're trying to figure out what works for the WMX. Yeah, where it goes. What, you know, they, like anything, you know, nationals didn't work out perfectly from day one for the men. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I do see Tim Cotter, Kerry Joe Coombs, Davey. Listen, Davey Coombs, everybody says Davey hates women's racing. I don't, yeah. I, I don't believe MX Sports hates women's racing at all. They tried. They, they gave everything they had. And you know what? Just because it didn't work, and we took a, they took a step back, they're just trying to figure out how to make it work right. now. And from last year to this year, it's already grown. Mm-hmm. They've given the, the, the WMX way more opportunities. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sending them back to the nationals. Okay, so it's not on pro day. Yeah. But at least you're there when the industry's racing. You're back in, the front, in front of the industry people. Yeah. And then one race this year, they had – time in the schedule they had one hour and they gave it back to the women 
It's baby steps. Yeah. And I, I feel that um, it's not – obviously, it's not where it was in yeah. 2009. Um, but I think as long as these girls keep working with MX Sports and not complain, you know, complaining and crying and writing hateful letters and saying, yeah. you know, just stuff that's off the wall. Yeah. They're going to get back – it's going to come. You know right, what I mean? Right. They're going to find they're well, going to find a slot. They're going to find a time. I also think the industry is healthier too. Like uh support-wise than it was back then. Well, but here's the funny thing. WMX was at its best when, when the, the industry, industry was in the dumps. I know, which is really really weird. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And now it's coming back. So I think it's just all in progression in time. You know what yeah. I mean? You just give it time, girl. And you know what? There's a solid group of girls coming. Yeah. This sport can't strive without great athletes. You can't have a, a, a one or two rider show and people, you know, people get bored with that. Yeah. You know, they sit back and they go, this is boring. Yeah, Jessica you know? and Ashley Filex battles were pretty good. Uh, they were pretty epic at times. But in a way, it was a, one of the worst things for a WMX because they were so much better than everybody else. Like they were so much faster than the fifth or sixth place girl. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's that comes from two girls that uh, – considered this their living and yeah. took it serious yeah. and then the girls that were just oh we go racing yeah you know what i mean right. we got some talent and you know jessica jessica made a living at the sport we didn't have somebody you know dad's you know yeah someone going oh let's just go have a good you know we had to grind it out you know jessica started doing this in 99 and you know it just came to fruition and let's say really 2006 mm-hmm. she really started making money you know but she earned it on results, you know. She grinded it out, yeah. and she became a fixture of the sport. And, you know, you see the face all the time. And, of course, with each year, money grew. Yeah. Um, and then when, like I said, when, it, when MX Sports took it over in 2009, it just it, it went, it went boom. You know what the, I mean? The Phylic Patterson thing was intense at times. Yeah. It Not was, a lot of love there. No, there was no, no love at no, all. Still, no. to, uh, still to today. <laughs> no, um, people you want know. to say, "Oh, look at these nice girls." Oh, they're fierce. Um, yeah, for sure. There's no love lost between Ashley and Jessica. Uh, I don't know if it's really Ashley. It's probably more her dad. You know, yeah, that yeah. had a bunch to say about Jessica because obviously, right. you know, you know, she doesn't say much. But right, yeah. um, her dad did all the talking, and uh, he's. You know, I, I feel like you know. I, I, I think they burnt a lot of bridges. I really oh, for do. sure, like, for sure. They, She's gone, and Ashley, you know, Jess, and Jess is still here. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. But uh, no. But uh, they're they're definitely still to today. Jessica has probably no respect for Ashley at all. Um. But she doesn't have to. She was here before Jess. You know, before yeah, Ashley. Yeah. She's yeah. still here grinding today. And uh, Jessica loves the sport. Jessica loves this sport. She loves riding. Right. She's the kind. I mean, she's the kind of girl. Jessica will go to amateur races just to ride women's plus 25 because she wants to race. Right. Ashley, I'm only going if it's you give me this or you give me that. Yeah. Um, you know, she always got, you know, Ashley would always give her, or, you know, that camp would always give her hard time for, like, going to amateur races to ride plus 25. Or, right, right. They're women. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. listen, you know, you got to take advantage of every opportunity yeah, you, you get can, in this right. sport, you know? Yeah. It's like grinding. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you got to hit every race you can where there's a money race, you right. know? And we took a lot of grief from that. And um, so to today, you know, no, uh, there's uh, definitely no love lost between them. How'd two. you meet Jessica? Obviously, you're from Miami. She's from Tallahassee. How'd you meet her? Um, well, in uh, 99 at Loretta's, we had a mutual friend. 
And, you know, it's just like one of those things, like, you've seen, you've both been around the sport yeah. forever. Yeah. And we're both Floridians, so you, you see each other at the races, but it finally just, one of those deals where we had a mutual friend, and we were talking, and I was like, oh, you know, yeah. And the funny part, after this all went down, that we met, yeah. shortly after Loretta's, Loretta's is in August, yeah. come September, October, Jessica was at arena, um, Jacksonville Arena Cross. Oh, yeah. For that night. The, the, yeah. And, <laughs> and she was actually in a wheelchair at the time because okay. she had broken both her ankles. Okay. And uh, she she says, I you know, that. The you know, first lot, impression of you yeah. is, is losing it on Charlie Bogart and, yeah. his, and his bossy. So um, we met at Loretta's. It, right, it right. all officially, yeah, yeah. we met right. at Loretta's. Right. And, um, you know, we became good friends. And yeah. um, just, uh, she was just a, someone that, when, when I met her, um, somebody that I, like looked at that was, obviously she was younger than I was at the time, you know, whatever she still is. But, uh, yeah. um, I just saw the things she did, like the way she worked and the, the eth, you know, the, the work ethic that she, you know, mm-hmm. used in racing. And yeah. I liked it. And I was like, man, like everybody finds their, their, their true, their true partner, whether it's a, a training partner. I just seen that. And, you know, yeah. we just grew from there. You know, right. it was like a relationship that grew like kind of organically, you know? So you would have known each other and hung out at the 99 mini O's. When I took Ryan Morris to the top. Yeah, and they gave the golden wrench to her dad. You're really bitter about that. Yeah, no, I deserved it. Mo lost with two <laughs> motos all week, one to Mertens and one to James Stewart. But Jess probably didn't lose any. Doesn't matter. And she was the only girl to jump the elevator. You know, that I, was a big jump. <laughs> it was. The elevator was a big deal. So, and her dad tuned that bike properly to get right over that thing. Uh, <laughs> you um, you uh, grew up in Miami? Yeah, and uh, Miami, Florida. Like deep in Miami? Deep. Deep. Watch Cocaine Cowboys right there. All every, that's every, all you. Everything you see there, like literally, I sometimes I look and to see if I can see my dad or somebody in the background. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I'm always looking around, like man, yeah. I know that neighborhood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that what was. was it, what was it like growing up um, there and uh, and trying to race, trying to ride, and all that? Um. Well, like I, I, I've explained before that when I grew up, it wasn't about uh, you know trying to race and ride. Like yeah, my dad was in the race cars my dad was in the motorcycles and uh i had a motorcycle and it's not like he's like you know let's you know we got to go practice two days yeah. this week yeah, and I, we're going right we my dad all he cared about was fast motorcycles motorcycle motocross guys from miami from miami yeah no 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 no, no. i mean i i don't know any no that yeah. came from miami yeah, like, yeah. i mean you get a the farthest south, fastest motocross that there probably was was Timmy, and that was West Palm Beach. Yeah. But there was a lot of riding in West Palm Beach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was They had big sand pits and big sand fields, right. you know. Where's Tishner from? Uh, Palm he's Harbor? from, like, Palm Harbor. Like, Isn't he's, that... like, Tampa area. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Which, anything north of Fort West, Lauderdale. West Palm is north of Fort Lauderdale? Yeah. Right. It goes Miami, Fort Lauderdale, yeah. Now, Timmy, West Palm. Timmy claims, Timmy Ferry claims he grew up in a rough neighborhood. If, if, if Timmy says he did, like I went to his house a lot, yeah, it was, it, okay. yeah, for sure, uh-huh. it, it was definitely. Um, man, I, I just hate to talk about somebody's neighborhood, you know. But I mean, if Timmy <laughs> That's says what he it, said. and I went there quite a bit, right. like, yeah, I mean, in West Palm, it, it's yeah. no secret. I mean, Timmy will tell you he he grew up not, you know, yeah, not a lot of money, no no golden, you yeah, know, yeah. no you know silver spoon so, in okay. his mouth. Back to you. Well, I'll probably bring this around to Timmy a few times. That's what I do, but. uh Growing up in Miami, yeah, your dad not just, hey, ride when you want. like whatever. No, it yeah. wasn't even like that. It wasn't ride when you want. It was, okay, 
Don't my, mind the dog. All my dad He's cared fine. about was school. Yeah. He's like, my dad gave me whatever I wanted. I mean, thank goodness, thank God I have parents that, that do that for me. Um, but he's like, when you go to you know, I went to private school my whole life. Yeah. And um, he's like, if you ever get a, if you ever get a grade below a C, you can't race till the next report card. He was really? serious. Oh shit! Okay. All he cared about was thank grades. God my parents didn't do that. All yeah. he cared about was if I got A's, B's, or C's. And when I did that, he rewarded me with you know, and we would race on the weekends. That okay. was it. Just, I, yeah. I can count. Yeah. Oh. Headphones off. Sorry. I can count from, the, I'd say, from the time I was in school till, you know, when I started, like, just kind of traveling, you know, as I got older, probably mm-hmm. five times that my dad took me practicing. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I never practiced. Never. Like, summer would come, and everybody would be, like, going to ride with their buddies. Yeah. No. My dad's like, you're not even staying home. Like, you know, he had a construction company. Uh-huh. You're coming with me. Mix. Yeah. Grout, mix concrete, okay. get a paintbrush, you know, right, right. clean this, carry that. Like, he didn't let me sit around. Like, he wasn't like that, yeah. you know. He, everything he has, he earned on his own. So, I think he tried to try right. to bring me up that same way. Like, he didn't just say, you yeah. know, here's money, go. What years are we talking here? Like, I don't know how old you are for sure, but. I'm 40. Okay, so. I started my first. This is the early 90s. Early, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. the first year I ever went to Loretta's at we knew what Loretta's was, yeah. was 85. Okay. So yeah, yeah. after 85. Yeah, 85-ish. And oh, I'd yeah. say up until 97. So were you a kid reading the magazines and looking at, like, looking at uh, Tishner or Tim Ferry? Or oh, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I looked up. I mean, I mean before Ricky, before James and yeah, all they, that. Yeah, they, they were in my, they were just right, right after me. Right. I mean, my era was Timmy and Ezra, Jeff DeMant, right. Brian Deegan. Yeah. That was, those were yeah. the guys killing it in, yeah. in my era. Um, but, uh, when I was when I was uh, a kid, look watching racing. Like I'm watching Denny Stevenson, you know, when he ran 360. You know, yeah. I'm watching Ty Davis yeah, win yeah. the Miami. The one, you know, I went to Miami Supercross in '89. Hey, did you go? I watched Ronnie Tishner case the triple and yeah. break the chain. Did you Did you go to Miami '89? I went to Miami '89 and I raced it on Amateur Day. And if you oh. remember, the dirt they made oh, was, was like a sponge, it was white. It was yeah. white sand. It was whatever. marl. Remember Bradshaw crashing 14 times? Yeah, and Kenny Kazar wins it. No, 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 no. Bradshaw won it. Bradshaw won it, but yeah. Kazar led it all the way to like okay, yeah. two turns to go. Tishner led ten laps, and then yeah. breaks a chain right. after casing the triple yeah. because it was so soft and ready. Yeah, yeah. and I don't remember. And Stanton crashes on the finish line trying yeah. to do a trying whip. Trying to do Boop. the whip. You know, do you remember there was probably about three hundred people there? I don't remember the numbers. Oh, was I was a little bad. kid. Yeah, I was a little kid. Well, I would have been your age. I would have been fourteen. I just thirteen, rem- fourteen. I just remember the one thing that sticks in my mind that on amateur day, I wore. The Ron Lachine skull and bone, Dogger, you know, uh, bon, the dog, bad bones, yeah, bad bones, I was bad yeah. dude. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was a bad man. I was a bad man. So you went to Loretta's from '85 to 2000 until you won. I went. I went in '85. I qualified in '85, and then in '86, '87, and '88, we went to watch Timmy because I I would never make it. I would oh, try. Okay. All right. Okay. 89, 90, 91, 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, all the way up to then, I went. Like then. So you went out of 15 years before you won the four-stroke title in 2000. 2000? 2003. 2003. You had probably raced it 15 or 16 times exactly. out, of, out of 20 years or 18 years or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And I went there. And never won. No, oh, yeah. no. Never finished top 10. Right. Never finished. I was, I was the kid that, like, 
like if I made it to the regional, I was like, oh, uh. pumped. Because like, now I'm going to Loretta's. I'm hanging in with my buddies. Yeah, yeah. I would get to Loretta's and be like, me, and please don't let me be a moto on the first day because I'm going to do bad. My dad's going to yell at me. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I just wanted to hang out. But uh, we went those years, like I said, with uh, – you know, or Timmy went with us. They actually went in the motorhome. You know. Okay. So um, you went to go watch Red Dog. Yeah, we were we we would we would leave Miami and go to West Palm Beach sometimes and pick them up and go to the races. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. We were. They yeah. went with us that time. Right. You know. Big Tim. Um, Big Tim. Teresa. Mm-hmm. Timmy. Um, you know, Brother, Willie, uh, Willie Manning used to travel oh, with yeah, them. Yeah. Uh, Misty, the whole Travis family. probably wasn't even born yet. Or was they, Travis born yet? No, Travis yeah. wasn't born yet, and. Uh, or I don't know. I don't know if he was, but right. um, and they had a friend named Roger. Uh, Timmy had this uh, friend that was always with him, a black kid, and his name was Roger. Yeah, and that was like you know Timmy's his, buddy. His buddy. Like, he would go to the races sometimes. <laughs> I don't and, remember uh, Roger. I don't think I've ever been told. No, about no, Roger. no. You <laughs> definitely don't know Roger. But uh, um, that's how you know. That's just how it went. So um, you know, I raced all those years, and like for me to make it, I was happy. I was just yeah. happy to make it. Yeah, yeah. And then. Uh, I don't know. One day it clicked in 98 when the four strokes came out. Yeah. You know, I, I thought to myself, um, like you, what was your best finish until you won in 03? Oh, uh, starting in 90, I got fifth in 98. I got fourth in 99. Yeah. I got second in 2000 to Brian Emig. Um, you know, okay. So you were getting better. I, I lost one year to Zeb Armstrong. Oh, Zeb Armstrong. Yeah. 310. Yeah. 310. Zeb. Did, didn't even at the time I didn't know him. We only you know yeah, yeah. just racers. He didn't was even know, yeah. Well, he's Cali guy. So uh, right, he's Cali. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we would do Loretta's and then show up to um, uh, when they did the MGM. What do they call the the U.S. Open? U.S. Open, and there'd be Zeb. You know, right? Mean mugging You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but uh, you know, um, so you uh, did you ever race pro? Did you try to race? Pro? No, I, I, I never you did some supercross. I never no? did an outdoor national. Okay, but. I did race 15 Supercrosses in 2003. Okay. Maybe that and was it then. Yeah. I made, I made uh, all the night shows. Yeah. And uh, I was driving the Butler's, the butler's uh, truck around for him. Okay. Yeah. And so I figured, hey, if I'm doing this, I'll bring my bike along. You know, I can't, uh, you know. Yeah. At, at the time. They didn't I, care. They were fine. No, they were okay. And with how, you met the Butler's when you were before Timmy. You oh, met the no, butlers. no. I knew the butlers from when I was five years old. Yeah, yeah. Our dads raced together before we were born. Forrest, Karsten, Brandon. Taylor. Taylor. Taylor's the silent butler. Taylor's the silent butler. Nobody knows Nobody him. Nobody knows him. Yeah. I don't think I've ever met him. Yeah. No, probably not. Right. He, he gave it a go for a short time, and um, yeah, I think right. those they were so focused on themselves, like they they helped yeah. him like they really helped him out but you could just he he was like eh, I don't right. want to do this family owned insurance agency right yeah they yeah. own Butler yeah. Buckley and Deets okay um big family you know big insurance company and at the time Forrest and them were working there okay. while they were racing yeah yeah I would call them at work and talk to them all day right. you know right. so um I would drive the truck and uh you were driving the truck racing night yeah I said yeah. I'm gonna try this thing out I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go like, yeah I've never ridden Supercross I'm 28 years old yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give this a go. <laughs> And, uh, Why not? Yeah, so started doing it. I actually only signed up for two because that was at the time when you could post it. You could enter right there at the track. Yeah, that's how I when I raced Millville National, you you would just go to the track and sign up. Yeah, like you just hi. you could pre-enter. Yeah, yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah, but you otherwise you would just sign up and be like hi, and then they would tell give you what number you were, and then you had to buy a little plastic holder for your pass, and yeah. you were good to go. And and you know right. So, uh, so you were like, all right, let's try it. I'm, I'm going to be a super I'm going to give it a go. Yeah. I signed up for two because I said, well, if I don't make the first two, then no big loss. You know what I mean? Right. I made one, 
barely. Yeah. Never raced Supercross. Yeah. Made the second one, barely. Because this is when we had to race our way in. Yeah. yeah. You had to race yeah. your way in. But, and, I mean, even then you were making, uh, whatever, 500 bucks for, for last place? No. Like, well, at the time, Wonder Warthog was giving everybody, everybody, all the privateers, back their entries. Oh, okay. So you'd get the $650 yep. plus your entry plus back. Your back. My, my yeah. dad was paying my entries. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, Sweet. Um, uh, they, you would do that. But, see, the first two Supercrosses I did, once I made the night show, I never went back out. They would be announcing that I was out on the track. Oh, really? And I didn't even go out there. I was sitting in the bleachers. Like, they'd be like, <laughs> in heat that. number two, we yeah. got this. Irv Braun, we got... Uh, Irv, make a mistake. Wait no, a no. Wait Irv a would say, and in this heat, we got number 773, Eddie Ray from Dunlop. And people would look over in the bleachers at me. We'd be sitting in the stands. I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> what are you were doing? You were working Dunlop Tire Services at this time. Yeah, I, oh, I didn't know that. I thought you were just driving the truck. Oh uh, well, I, at so the you're time driving the truck, working for Dunlop. At the time, racing. I was doing a limited Dunlop okay. schedule. All right, and um, so uh, yeah, I was trying to, I was grinding, I was trying to make yeah. money on every avenue. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, drive the truck, make the night show, change tires, change tires, and uh, <laughs> so um, then they said uh, for the Wonder Warthog deal. Yeah. If you didn't start the LCQ, they wouldn't give you back your money. Okay. They kind of caught on yeah, to what yeah. people were doing. Yeah. So I'd be like, all right, so I'll go out for the LCQ. Well, then later I found out from in the LCQ that if you finished 10th or better, yeah, more money. you got more money. Right. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> what do you mean you didn't know that? I didn't know that. I just wanted to make the little bit of money, yeah. you know? And, hey, in between, I never practiced Supercross. <laughs> I went one time to GPF to practice Supercross, yeah. and Nick was there, Nick Way. And he's like, I hated doing the triples. I only wanted to do them at the races. I got the practice tracks. I didn't want to <laughs> yeah. do them. So I go to GPF, and of course, here's Nick Way and those guys. We're riding. He's like, Eddie, do the triple. And I'm like, nah, I don't want to do the triple. You know, I'll just save it for the races, yeah. you know? <laughs> do the triple. I only have so many triple jumps in me. Hey, so they finally get so like, come on, stop being a sissy. Step on, step off, and I just grab everything it's got. Dude, I overjump the triple, land in the berm, <laughs> flip over the bars, break a rib, you know. And then I just gave up on practicing. So practicing was it. I was, right, I just right. wanted to go to the race and do but my – Would you jump the triple like for a second lap yeah, of practice? Yeah, right. after about the third or fourth race yeah. on the Supercross track, yeah. they were all the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. were all the you same. You already know how fast you, you know, need to go. The tracks, right. the turns are smooth. You know, you're at the practice track. They're all rutted. Yeah. You, gotta, uh, 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 you know, right. hit the, all those little yeah. breaker bumps. Right. Uh, that wasn't for me. Right. And – uh um, and actually, I didn't even get suspension. You know what? Uh, remember, um, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Tuning by Travis. Yeah, TPT. I had suspension on my bike. We would just take it off on the weekends, and he would give me a set of Pavonis, and I'd slip it on <laughs> and just race with it. <laughs> so, um, anyways, oh, good when I found out about the uh, the LCQ and all that, so I said, all right, well, I'm going to try to get like ninth or eighth. Yeah. Well, at the time, they were doing the gas card. Yeah. So my goal was to win the gas card. Right. Didn't want to get the main. Didn't want to make the main. <laughs> That's too much work. And Didn't want to make, but if I made the main, I couldn't race Loretta's because I won Loretta's oh. in 2003. Oh, is that? Okay, so that couldn't the, race wait, Loretta's. So that was the ultimate thing. Why? That. You wanted to race Loretta's. I wanted to race. Loretta's was more important than an AMA Supercross title. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. Because I knew what it meant to my dad after Timmy won and saw how pumped my dad right. was. I would do anything to give my dad, like, he was happy when Timmy won. So right. how happy would he be if I won? Like, right. I'm his son. And you literally tried for a decade, over yeah, a decade. Yeah, I tried. Right. And so um, I would do these things. So you, would, you, you were like, okay, I got to get the gas car, but I can't make a main. 
Yeah, I wanted the gas card really bad, but I never. I got fourth twice. Once the gas card was given to uh, Casey Lytle, mm-hmm. and once was to Brian Mason, and I got fourth. Donkey Kong. We used to call him Donkey Kong. Yeah. Remember, he was sponsored by Nintendo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. right. I remember that. We used to call him Donkey Kong. So He didn't, um, like, he didn't like that. But, uh, frosted tips, too. He had frosted tips. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Him and... Uh, I forget the kid. He always hung out with Casey Johnson and those guys. You Did know he? what I mean? Oh. Yeah. But, um, it was Fernet and I. Remember Jason Fernet? Oh, come on. Who doesn't remember <laughs> right. Fernet? Right. Club of Seal for a better deal. Right, right. <laughs> doing right. it for the kids. You're doing it for the kids. So, uh, but um, yeah, so I just started doing, I, I would, with each week, I actually got better and started to enjoy it a little. Yeah. And then uh, one week, I probably. I, for, the, I totally, I remember this now. Because you, ha- you, I remember you on the bike. I remember the the red stuff on the Yamaha. And no, no, I was riding a Honda. We were on a built Honda? by Allen. Oh, okay. I had a Moto Triple X bike. I remember these days, and I remember th- laughing at this. But I, until you brought it up, I totally forgot about your supercross racing. But we would laugh about this. Oh yeah, uh, yes, I was big. Yes, right. I, yeah. I was horrible yes. style. <laughs> horrible. You know what I mean? Right. Like Allen used to be like Eddie. You need to like, man, you're so far back. You need to be more for. Ah, you know, just be quiet. Let me do what I do. You right. know what I mean? Let me try to get this gap. So, right. but uh, um, when uh, one weekend we, I think it was Indy. We got there and we parked the motorhome inside and we're getting ready and I'm like starving. I'm like, I'm like, golly, I'm hungry. None of the little things in the yeah. stadium are open yet. Right. And um, I was just like, man, nobody's got food. I'm starving. Well, I found one of these little booths that were open. Well, they had no food. They had candy and soda. Yeah. So on the way down, I got some M&Ms and a Coke. <laughs> now, I'm out on the track walk eating M&Ms and drinking a Coke. <laughs> yeah. And – People would be like, wait, we have the guy who drives the truck, drives the truck. changes tires. Yeah, he's changing my tire He later. eats M&M's and Cokes, <laughs> and he's making night shows. Yeah, yeah. Well, that night in Indy, I uh, almost won the LCQ in the day, or, like, or the, the qualifier. The qual- daytime qualifier. Daytime qualifier. Yeah. Yeah. It was the best I ever rode. So every Supercross after that, you can ask Forrest Carson, we would have to stop. There was in the refrigerator of the motorhome yeah. a Coke <laughs> and, and M&M's. M&M's. Yeah, yeah. And every week you can ask anybody that was racing at the time, I would be the guy out there with the Coke <laughs> and my M&M's every time. So, I mean, I don't know if it worked, but yeah. it worked that night. Right, so, right. Um, yeah, it, it was just a, you know, it was something I wanted to try. Yeah. And then. Um, and why didn't you do any nationals ever? Again, Loretta? I just, no, Dunlop. Oh, okay. Full time. That was Dunlop Outdoors was full time. But let me tell you how my so suit, you me, cha- honestly when I think of like look, flagman might be the worst job ever. Mechanic is one of the worst jobs ever. Tire changing at Dunlop, like Marshall Plum and John do, that's gotta be right down there for worst jobs ever. I think yeah, for some people, like for instance, some people say the garbage man is the worst job. But if you enjoy the money and you don't mind it, you're it's 100 a degree heat. You're bent over a tire. I, you're changing a tire. You're I, putting uh, a moose in. You're putting a moose in at that. Yeah. I. To this day, I would go back to my Dunlop job if it was available. Like if Brian Fleck called me tomorrow and said, hey, really? your job's available. You would do it? I would be back in a heartbeat. <laughs> I love that job. I love that job. Changing tires. Changing tires. Like just knock them out. <laughs> I would go to Minio's and I would be there racing. And Brian would come over in the middle of the day like on the Sunday before it started and say, Dude, we're backed up. We got 200 wheels yeah. sitting there. We need you. Can you come help? Ten bucks a wheel. <laughs> My bike would be done. 
I, I went one time, I started at noon, and I worked till 7. I did 120 wheels in that <laughs> amount of time. But it's 10 bucks a wheel, yeah. and I'm just knocking them out, <laughs> knocking them out, knocking them out. I mean, for me, it was, yeah, it was yeah. like, you know, right. you know, you doing this radio show just became yeah, natural. This is easy. Changing that was tire. easy to me. It was super easy to me. Like yeah. changing tires, I would go to local races, and before I could get my motorhome okay. parked, people would be like, hey, we got four wheels. Can for, you do them? For people who are listening, never mind a moose. Give me the best way to change a tire. How you do it? How do you do it? Because uh, I'm pretty good and I'm pretty fast, but I don't like it. But give me the man. I, I it'd be hard for me to explain I it. Know, like I, I have know. I have a, a, a system I follow. Okay, let me ask you this: Do you put the tube in the tire before yes. you put the rim on? Yeah. I don't. I I, I squish the tube in. Yeah. Around. All you're doing is busting your knuckles and yeah. You're think about it. If you put the tube in the tire. What's different than putting a tube in and putting it on the rim or the tube yeah. not in and putting it on the rim? I guess more chance of a pinch. No, you can't pinch it. It's impossible because it's okay. in the tube and you're prying and the you tire. Air, yeah. And you got air in it, right? Yeah. Okay. You're only going to pinch it when you're trying to put it back on. Like now yeah. it's on one side right, of the rim. Right, right, That's the only time you're going to pinch it. But okay. um, in all the years, <laughs> all the years I worked at Dunlop, four and a half, five years that I worked there, I pinched one tube. Who, whose was it? Chad Reed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Chad Reed, right, and it was right. a, a, I Great pinched job. a I pinched a front tube in Supercross, uh-huh. and man, that was I'll never forget that. And uh, did they know it was you? Yeah, or just because they I mean, they keep track of who what wheels. No, no, got. no. I mean, Brian did, but did the team know it was you, or the team just knew Dunlop did it? Uh, uh, they knew Dunlop did it. Yeah, okay. So they, they didn't know. It was they me. didn't really know it was you, but. Brian Fleck, who, yeah. by the way, is one of the nicest dudes in the industry. And that's why I love that job. Yeah. He was a great dude yeah. to work for. Uh, I did a podcast with him, too. Search the archives. Great, great guy. Um, but uh, here, let me tell you a funny story about how Supercross ended for Eddie. Yeah. So, Supercross racing. Supercross yeah, racing. Yeah, yeah. So we go to Utah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And. Uh, 03? Uh, 03. So this is the Salt Lake City, Tim Ferry, Ricky Carmichael. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. We go to Salt Lake, and we, I go down for the race and whatever, whatever goes on. Well, I go down for the LCQ, and my rear brake goes out, like, going down to the line. So, of course, I just take off the start, turn around, and go back to the pits. I just zipped right yeah. into the pits. Well, um, the next week, well, that night, I forgot to turn in my transponder. Okay. So I get to Vegas. I go up. I pay my money right there on the spot, yeah. the, you know, the money. Um, everything's to good. enter. You mean to enter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get my bike and I come down to go through tech. I get to tech and they stop me and they say, "Hey, um, you forgot to turn in your transponder last week, so we're fining you two hundred and fifty dollars." And I said, "Well, it was an accident. It's not a big deal. Like, yeah. nah, you forgot to turn in your transponder. We're fining you." And they said, "You can't race until you pay the fine." <laughs> so I said, "Well, you know what?" Tonight was my last Supercross ever in my life. I'm not racing then. So, so you have an outstanding fine with AMA right now. I have an, no, no. I had it. I said, I'm not racing tonight. I'm out. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm going to go get my money back. Yeah. You know, I yeah. signed up. Right. They're like, well, you're signed up now. And I said, well, that's fine. So I called and I canceled the card. I canceled oh. the, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the. Well, th- but. Because uh, back but then they it, weren't doing it by the thing. They, yeah, <laughs> they yeah, did the thing and yeah. they charged it on like right. Monday or Tuesday. But, 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 uh. Nowadays, they tell you if you want to get your money back after track walk, if you're scared of this track, you know you can go in and, and withdraw from the race right now. Not so, if you're. They probably don't say or if you're being fined. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. But so, I was so mad at AMAJ, and you remember we spent time with AMAJ. Yeah, KTM days. Yeah, yeah. 
And, you know, we could get upset. Remember, whatever. Now, AMAJ, I thought he's my friend. Yeah. AMAJ, and we spent a lot of time with him. He's a good friend of mine. Came up to me at Tampa Supercross in, like, 98 and said, your your hard card is forged. Give me that hard card. I had been with him all year. I had a legal AMA card, mechanics card. And somehow he thought it was forged on this particular day. And I'm like, Jay, you know me. We're friends. I've had this all year. And he, very strict, he said, your, your pass is forged. Well, he told me that night that, Eddie, I'm sorry, but you can't race. I'm like, why are you talking to me like you don't know me? You <laughs> know right. what I mean? That's what I was saying with this forged pass. So I said, all right, Jay, that's fine. I'm not racing then. So mm-hmm. now I'm not going to race. And you said I can't race. I can't race again until I pay this fine. So I'm not paying the fine. I, I kept the transponder on accident. Well, yeah. I'm, me? Of all people, like I thought I was your friend, you know? So anyways. But you had the transponder. No, I gave it back already. I gave it back. No, but I mean like, yeah, you didn't lose it. You brought it back. Yes, I yeah, brought it right. back on uh, the, the next yeah. Saturday morning. Right, right, right. Handed it yeah. in. So it's not like you stole it. They waited it. till I signed up, and then I went to roll through tech. Right. Before they would give me the next transponder right, right. and said, you can't race until you pay the fine. Yeah. And I said, well, I'm not paying the fine. I really didn't want to race. I hate Supercross anyways. <laughs> I'm motocross only. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I uh, said, forget it. So I went yeah. and I told him, I called and said, oh, yeah, I did this, but I'm not racing. Can you cancel? Because, you know, they would charge it yeah. on Monday. Yeah. I canceled it. Canceled the card. So I was like, I showed them, you know what right, I mean? Like, right. I got you. Right. I'm not paying no fine. Not paying the fine and you're not charging me yeah. any money. Right. Well, you know how they mail you your checks? Mm-hmm. They held my last two checks. Oh, they got they you. Held. They got you. I said, you told me that I couldn't race again until I paid the fine. Why don't you just say, hey, listen, go race tonight. We're going to take the money out of your pay. Yeah. I could have made money that night. Yeah. You know? It was just really – oh, man, I was mad. at. I didn't talk to AMAJ for like <laughs> six months. Like, so I, what, he, would, so, he would say hi to me. I just walked by So him. you paid the fine. No, they took it out of my checks. Oh, they took it out of your checks. They yeah. said, we'll yeah. send you both checks, but it's going to be minus the $250 that you've been fined. <laughs> this whole shell game of trying to avoid yeah. this $250. Yeah, oh, I was, I was like, I got them now. I got, and then they're like, no, we got you. Right. you know? And you're, you're like, no, I got you. And then they're like, no, actually, we do have you. <laughs> I even tried this one. Send me the money so I can account for it, and then so I can show that I've paid it back as is fine, I'll send you back the money for two fifty and they said, No, we can't do that. Send us the check first or we'll You're take like, it. Yes, my accountant, a Clarence, yeah. said that we must have a direct money coming yeah. in versus direct money coming out. It was uh so yeah, that would be uh that's, that was it. That was it. I, I walked Reti- away from Super, I walked away from Supercross and never went back. <laughs> never went back. So um that Okay, was, so back to Timmy though. Uh, I'm just kidding, but growing up, so... Hey, if you remember this, do you remember Houston Supercross when I raced Supercross? And I was, I actually raced a couple the next year or something. Oh, remember, so you weren't done. Yeah, remember, uh, you know, I actually came back, remember I drove Timmy's motorhome, mm-hmm. and don't you remember at Houston, I whole shot of the heat race and Timmy was in it, and Jimmy Perry was upset, said, no. I can't believe your motorhome driver just beat you off the... You oh, remember yes, that? yes, I do. And I remember I yes, whole shot of it yes, and pulled yes, off the yes. track because I was scared I was going to get in Timmy's way. Yes, And Jimmy yes. Perry's... The whole motorhome I, you know, driver, Next year, right. I did three races. I ended up doing three yeah. races. I did Houston. Um, 
Your story would have been so much better had you not done those three. Yeah, I forgot Just walking that, away. Just well, walking. I wanted to say, you were there when I did Supercross because I whole yeah. shot of Houston and Timmy no, was in my heat race. The, the motorhome driver beating you off. You're so shitty off the start, Timmy, that your motorhome driver beat you. It came up many, many times. And then right. I only did a few times and I never raced again. Yeah, yeah. I walked away. That was it. I, I walked away from Supercross. <laughs> I hated it. I hated every minute of it. <laughs> it was just a way to make some money. It was it an was easy just... way. Now I was doing Dunlop, driving the motorhome. And racing. Right, right, right. So. Um, what did the Dunlop thing pay? Um, didn't go by tire back then. No, it didn't yeah, go yeah. by tire. You had a couple options. It was either they would make all your flights, they would make all your hotels, and pay you, um, I think, around, you know, this is 2000, yeah. so around 750 a, a race. Race, yeah. And we only worked one day. Yeah. No, and, that's that's with all your expenses Or paid. it was... Uh, Twelve fifty, make all your own arrangements. Yeah, and you did the twelve fifty. I did the twelve fifty. I drove the I drove the motorhome. Yeah. I drove the you know the butler's truck. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't paying any expenses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the only race I'd have to fly to is Washougal. Right. And Brian Fleck would still always buy my ticket. Yeah. And still give me the <laughs> yeah, full yeah. amount. Right, right. So and then during the nationals, I had my box van with my bikes mm. in the back. Yeah. I would race amateur day in the A class and plus classes, make money, yeah. and then work Dunlop on Saturday and Sunday. Right. So. Um. Yeah, that's that's cool. I though. was trying to yeah. make money it's around every corner. Hustling, hustling. Yeah, I, 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 that's, that's what really it was all about. what it was, right? Yeah. Um, now, uh, in two thousand, no, for, let me go further back. So, so like you know, Timmy, um, you grew up with Ricky James. I mean, they're younger than you, right? Ricky's younger than us. Ricky's young. Ricky's um, Ricky's about four years younger than I am, and okay. James is younger than that. Like yeah, James, yeah, when I was yeah. on big bikes, so, he was still a mini bike rider. But you, you know, you sell Yogi and Timmy and. Carmichael and Stewart. I mean, you saw these guys at local tracks growing up. Uh, local, like Gold Cups, yeah. Rams. Yeah, yeah. The guys that I raced with constantly that I would see all year round would be Ezra and Timmy. Yeah. And then we get to Loretta's, we would see Buddy Antonez. Yeah, Gaddis. Uh, Gaddis. We we'd see Bradshaw. Um, uh, Bradshaw's a little older than me. Oh, he, okay. They were. He was a class ahead of me. Okay. Um, out of all those Deegan, guys, out of all, out of all these guys you've seen. I would guess James and Ricky. Well, again, you already moved on by this point, but they're like the greatest you've seen. Or no, heard about. Not, not necessarily. I mean, was Ezra, Bradshaw a huge? Ezra thing? was a star. Ezra on a sixty was amazing. Another kid who never lost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Ricky never lost. Ezra never lost until he started racing. You know, Timmy and him got on yeah. mini bike like eighties, and then Timmy would beat Ezra sometime. And next thing you know, Big Tim and Ronnie were like in each other's face. Like, <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, right. You know, Ronnie's screaming at the top of his right. lungs. Ronnie and, with a lumberjacket on. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. Big Tim just, you know, the fisherman, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. ah, whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Protest us, we could use the money, you right, know what I mean? Right, right. So um but that was kind of my group was that and, and do you remember Bradshaw being a huge deal? Bradshaw was Bradshaw was already remember he was already yeah. pro like yeah, yeah. at this time yeah. he's winning super crosses yeah. yeah 88 89 yeah Bradshaw was Bradshaw was a huge deal I remember going to uh, Lake Sugar Tree and uh, seeing Bradshaw there you know everywhere you went Bradshaw was everywhere Minio like practicing or what do you mean no racing oh, like yeah uh, they Lake Sugar Tree had a, an outdoor national yeah. in 89 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Secession right. South Carolina had one national yeah inside there was Did one you go to that? yeah I was there Brooks was like. A few laps away from winning the overall, and his bike blew up. I Larry was Brooks literally, uh, I was a 60 rider. So, you know, when you're a 60 yeah. rider, you're not out there, like, yeah. at the fence, like, right, paying right. attention. Like, right. you're just at the races hanging with your buddies. Yeah. So, um, but, um, like, 
Bradshaw had moved on. Like he's pro. He yeah. he he was the greatest ever. You yeah. know. Yeah. He, the battle was him and like Gaddis. They were like the two yeah. that were Buddy. Yeah. Gattis, yeah. They were. And Buddy they, was in my. But I. Buddy, when I raced eighty-five seven to eleven at Loretta's, Buddy Antonez won it, and Hank Marie got second. Hammer and Hank. Hammer and Hank. Yeah. So hey, he was fast. PPM people. people he was fast. Yeah, people right? pleasing Marie. So that's what that's what he used to say on the side of his trailer. PPM people pleasing Marie. That Hank make, Marie. That yeah. makes no sense, but whatever. That you'd ask him what it meant. PPM. Dad was gnarly, right? Yeah, I forget what didn't he, really. I forget what he did for a living, but I know they were pretty. They right. were pretty well off and I, did well. I raced uh, Atlanta Supercross Amateur Day '89. Went to Miami and then went to Atlanta. Atlanta was week four or after. Uh, '89. I was probably there, but yeah. you know, uh, yeah, so, it was somewhere right in there. Amateur Day was, was it muddy. No. Okay. Saturday morning, amateur day before the race, like five a.m. Yes, riders meeting five a.m. Like headlights on. Oh yeah. And like, and I raced and is hammer- it, this is Fulton County, right? It's Fulton County. Yeah. Eighty nine. Hammer and Hank Marie and Reynard were in my eighty class, and I was a pretty. I finished seventh overall at the Canadian Loretta's. So seventh, eighty expert. So not bad. Like not great, but whatever. Seventh is decent. Right. You're looking at me like it's not. Well, I mean. If seventh is, I mean, if you, if you like lackluster performances, so. Out of all the whole country of Canada, I got seventh, okay? All right. I was a good rider. I showed up, never in Supercross, of course. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be pretty good. I'm not going to win or nothing, but I'm going to be pretty good. Hey, Hammer and Hank and Robbie? Yeah. They see, had it. See you later. I was not even, that was like my, my first realization in my brain that like, wait a minute. I'm in living in Manitoba. I'm not that good. <laughs> this guy and that guy are much, much better than I am. And it's funny. Do you well, know there was a right-hander double out of the turn, and they were jumping on an 80s. Oh, and yeah. it was big. And I'm like, whoa. I was going to say, it's funny. If you did that, I'm surprised that you wouldn't have raced against Timmy. But now that I think about it, Timmy would never – they would never go that – they wouldn't go to Atlanta. No, 89. Timmy's on big bikes already. I'm on an 80. No, no, no yeah. way. I, I didn't switch to big bikes till 91. And me and Timmy, Timmy and I are exactly one month difference in age. No, but Red Dog, Red Dog was racing nationals at the end of 91. Yeah, he went from Loretta's right to nationals. So in 89, he was still riding in 80. Really? Okay, yeah. all right. He rode a YZ, oh no, CR80. And yeah. I, I used to think that was the coolest thing ever. Like, I used to always want to, like, Dad, let me ride his CR80. I want to <laughs> ride that thing. Uh, BTOsports.com, RacerX podcast. It was ended by Fox Racing. Listen to this Race Tech commercial. Save yourself money using Race Tech. We're here with Eddie Ray. Uh, use, pulp, use pulp code uh, pulp MX2015 to save 10% at Race Tech. You know you need some suspension work done because everybody needs suspension work done. And listen to this commercial from DirtCheapHelmets.com. Rider X saves you 5% off brands like Fly, HSC Showy, GMAX, and more. DirtCheapHelmets.com. We'll be right back here with Eddie Ray. Hey, thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Race tech people, racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with race tech. Trust me on this. There's more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you, eh, probably... 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, 
or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something, something uh, on your bike needs attention for Racetech. I guarantee you. Freeze, Gilmore, some of the guys just using uh, Racetech, Privateer Proven. They work with uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And uh, they offer a full line of Racetech high-performance springs. These springs are called high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10%? At uh, Racetech, go to Pulp MX 2015 when you order. You can save 10% at Racetech.com. And they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast, and we thank you guys. All right, back to the show. DirtCheapHelmets.com is dedicated to protecting your head and your wallet. The site is hands down the coolest and easiest to use in the helmet world. DirtCheapHelmets.com is the one-stop shop to get helmets for you and everyone you love without breaking the bank. We have helmets for our grand opening starting at $40, and that includes free shipping. These are all new helmets that we get a great deal on and pass the savings on to the customer. This includes free shipping on all helmets and a no-hassle exchange policy. We have a wide range of brands including Fly, HJC, Chewy, G-Max, and more. Podcast customers can get 5% off these already smoking good deals by using promo code RIDERX. Welcome back. BTOsports.com, a RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Steve Mathis, Eddie Ray here in the uh, Palacious Studios. So, okay. Um, right outside the lion's den. Right outside the lion's <laughs> den. Yes, exactly. I can hear Bassett's um, howling from here. Now, in 2000, so, okay, so you raced Loretta's, you won 03? 03. But at 2000, I got you, I helped get you a job at KTM, factory KTM. You were going to try being a mechanic? Or what, like, you well, just no, needed had, money? You just needed no, no, a job? No, no, I had a... Uh, were you a mechanic before that? I had previous, uh, previously worked for Jimmy Wilson oh. doing arena cross. Okay. So you were kind of trying to be a mechanic a little bit. Yeah, we did. Uh, I, I, you know, Although, at that uh, point, uh, I'd given up on racing. I okay. wasn't going to be a racer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was going to try something different. So uh, I worked for Jimmy Wilson for a short time, and then I moved on to Jason Fink. Flip. Flip. Oh, yeah. Flip, Flip Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, Jimmy so, Wilson was a good dude. A great right? guy. Go. Awesome kid. You, you couldn't... I mean... I always remember him being a nice guy. Still to this day. Yeah. Still talk to him oh, today. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time. Um, Flip. Okay. Got a, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't talk to him. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if they're okay, but anyways... Um, yeah. Uh, so you work for, for I went Jimmy. to Fink. Uh, Jason Fink. Oh, yeah. Rat Fink. Yeah. Rat Fink and the eight ball right. rollers. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I worked for Fink. Where's and Fink it, from? Uh... West Palm Beach. Oh, he was? Okay. And uh, so I did that. And um, shortly after that, the opportunity came available with the KTM, whether it be through y'all, because yeah. you were working for Timmy and I had known Timmy. No, no I was working for KTM. No, no, you, I met you when you started working for Timmy oh, at No okay, in 99. Yeah, yeah. And, just, and then right. Alan, Alan was at RRP, and back in the day, RRP Alan used to was, build my engine. No way. Alan was DeMint then, working for DeMint on a privateer Cali. In 2000? No, 99. No, no, I'm just saying. Oh. Uh, at the time, Alan had went to KTM. Yeah. You were at yeah. KTM. Yeah. And um, the job came available with Keith, and I had been talking to Alan and whatever, yeah. and through you. Yeah. And uh, they said, um, hey, this position's available. <coughs> and um, I just kind of was you, like, yeah. okay, but, let, let's yeah, do this. Yeah, because you'd already you know? been working for, for Rat Fink and worked for Flip and Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. So I went on. I just said, right. okay, let's let's go try this. And I mean, I do, was kind of like. Do you remember what a shit show that was, though? Yeah. Salvarage, not knowing any. I, I remember no my idea. job interview when I finally got, when I said we were going to do a job okay. interview. Yeah. In Al Cajon? 
No, oh. I went to St. Oh. Louis. Uh, we were in um, uh, New Orleans. Okay. And they said, hey, Selvarage wants to talk with you in the semi. Yeah. I walked in. He said he was working on his yeah. whatever, yeah. doing. He Big said, Palm Pilot guy. Big Palm sit, Pilot guy. Sit down, please. Yeah. I sat down in the semi. He had his back to me. He did something for 10 minutes and never said a word to me. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like <laughs> shaking. My hands are sweating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. he goes to talk to me and I'm talking back like, uh, 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 you know what I mean? And then he goes, okay, you're hired. And the next thing you know, I'm on a plane to, to San Diego. Don't know anybody in California. Reed just picks me up. So we always have this bond that he was my first friend in California. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Andy I went straight to the, uh, what was the name of that hotel? Yeah, it was the Best Western or the, something. The, Mara- plaza, the, plaza. the Plaza. The Plaza. The Plaza. You yeah, know, right that's where the, the, mechan- that's where the mechanics right. Right. lived. Yeah. We had a pool, like pool view right out in yeah. front of us, you know, right, right. in downtown, you know, El Cajon. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. It just and you worked for Keith? I worked for Keith. At first, I was just there. Y'all were still going on doing we East Coast East racing because yeah. that's the time when Kelly almost got in a fight with somebody at – remember there was that one Supercross in no. Illinois? No, that was the year before. That was St. Louis, 99. No, 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 no. The next year, y'all went to Joliet. Yeah. And remember Kelly got in maybe with uh, Tyler Evans? No, I don't remember that. No? No, no. Okay, maybe not, but uh, y'all went to Joliet. Yeah, Joliet was – I was still in San Diego. Kelly, Joliet was the race where Kelly was all over Ryan Clark on the Dean Marini team. And I put Park Clark on the board and held it in front of Clark. And Ryan, Ryan told me later that got him so mad he actually pulled away from Kelly and left him behind. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's great. Great motivation. Good job, Matt. So, but, uh, yeah, I went, went out to San Diego, and it all just kind of started from there. Right. And then, remember, me and you were out there well, for a while. Then we had to drive the van back from California. No. We drove the Aerostar from California. We all did? the way back to Ohio. Oh, wait. Yes, I was pissed and at you. And we did 100 the whole I way. I was pissed at you because I had a Ford Aerostar with a jet ski in the back. In the did back. I, did yep. I have a jet ski then? Jet ski the was super in the jet? Back. Okay. Yep. And I woke up and you had the needle buried on this four-cylinder. Weren't they four? I, I don't know. Four-cylinders. Aerostar. It was a Ford Aerostar. I think they had four-cylinder. And you had the needle buried. And I'm like, Eddie. We got us there. Slow down. You're going to kill us or blow up my van. <laughs> and then you'd say, okay. And... No shitting. Two hours later, I'd be like, Eddie, the needle is buried again. All I know is that you it's woke up and we were almost in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that now, yeah. Almost in Amherst. Right. So, um, and it just kind of went from there, you know. Just But you were never like, how, how'd you do with Keith? Did Keith do any good? I don't um, well, we, our first race together was Vegas Supercross. For some reason, he okay. wanted to come back for Vegas. No, no, he raced earlier in Dallas. I worked for him no, in no. Dallas. After he broke his wrist. Yeah, that was still, I worked for him after that in Dallas. Okay, well. That was the race Ping and Bentley went down for the title, and I, Keith got like seventh. Well, anyways, he came back for Vegas, and that was going to be my first race with, yeah. with Keith. Yeah. The LCQ, they used to take two mm-hmm. out of the, it was the East-West. Keith had to knock Isaiah off the track, <laughs> his cousin. <laughs> his cousin. For the last spot. Yeah. And then out of the whole team, Roderick, everybody, Keith was the best finisher at the East-West shootout. We got six, and you were you were stoked. Yeah, we. I was like, right. we're that bad super team. You know what I mean? <laughs> we got them covered. Right. And then, uh, yeah, then we just went on to do an outdoor Did nationals. Did you work for Keith outdoors? Yeah, yeah, of course he didn't qualify for the first one. He didn't qualify for the third one. Yeah. You know he he. Then we went to um, Mount Morris the year y'all won. Yeah. And remember how the rain was wow, so yeah. bad? Yeah. Keith's like, we woke up Sunday morning and Keith said, "I think I'm sick." <laughs> I said, "For real?" Like yeah. he's like. No, nah, no. Nah. 
winking. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm sick. <laughs> I'm not going out there. He's like, I'm from New Mexico. We don't ever ride in the rain. Like, rain doesn't even exist. <laughs> yeah. I said, Keith, just go out there. Who cares? Just ride. To, yeah. Just go till right. the bike breaks or the race is over. Just don't quit. Mm. So, of course, we qualify. We go down to the line. Remember the whole debacle? They start uh, uh, Sellard's bike and it y- blows yeah, up. Yeah, something happens and then they send all the Yamaha Troy guys or Honda Troy guys Honda Troys. out on the parade lap. No, first they were trying to send them and they were like, no, we're not going. And Yeah. They said, you're going to go. Because we need time to <laughs> fix Sellard's motor. <laughs> you're going to go. And they were like, nope. And finally, Casey Lytle or somebody. I tweeted about this a little while ago. Somebody, yeah. Casey Lytle took a lap, and I swear it took him 20 minutes to take right. a lap. He right. rode so slow. Like, he came back, and his bike wasn't even dirty. Yeah, like, yeah. he went that slow. Yeah. And uh, they come back. They put the engine in. And Keith was, like, running at one point, like, fifth. And yeah. then fell, you know, the tunnel jump, the one, the Ricky yeah. jump. They dumped. Yeah. He got right there, spun out, fell over, and just couldn't walk back up to get his bike. Yeah. Just, it was all out there. That the was hill. it. Can so. you believe we won? We won Kelly Smith and Steve Mathis' super team. A lot of crazy things happened that year. Yeah. Like a lot of crazy. And remember one race at Unadilla? Everybody's stator went out. They were out. And Roderick came in and started yeah. throwing stuff at the uh, semi. Uh, yeah, yeah. He threw his helmet. From, he was uh, leading the race. And was his, he? Every okay. bike started going. Like it still had power, but it was going. Every bike was breaking out. I do remember that. I forgot about that. Was it us? Did all of us idiots Every bike was doing it. And I mean, he came in. It looked like the semi was going to flip over. He was breaking that much stuff inside the semi. Yeah, yeah. Like throwing his boots, throwing this, throwing yes. his helmet. It's Roderick very out, upset. Freaking right? out. <laughs> and, yeah, that really, that really sticks in my mind. And, you know, but, uh, you know, no team's perfect, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you say, yeah, they're, yeah. oh, it's a crap show. But, you know, we've been on a lot of teams. There's a lot of, you know. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Even Factory Honda, you know what I mean? Or anything like that. Guys aren't perfect happy there, too, either. No. Um, yeah, and, I, and you were still kind of in the racing mode. I remember that. Oh, you I, was, your bike. I, I was. Remember, you would you would finish your bike in record time, and then go riding. Well, uh, you guys would work through the day, and then sleep at night. And remember, I would ride through the day and come in at like six yeah. and try to work out by the semi until you know. <laughs> yeah. Because I was getting ready for Loretta's. Yeah. That was in two thousand. I was getting ready for Loretta's. Loretta's is very important. <laughs> I worked for KTM and I rode a Yamaha. Yeah, and I rode a Yamaha Metalark, and they yeah. got so mad they kicked me out because yeah, I rode the there too much. Track. Yeah, the local track. Yeah, local track. Half a mile down the railroad tracks, and they right. were, you know KTM was a member. I'd go down there and ride all the time, and they'd be watering the track before a practice day, and I'd be yelling at them like, "Why are you watering so much?" <laughs> they finally came and kicked us out. KTM was mad. Yeah. Cell called me. They're like, "Oh, they're mad at us. We had to pay twenty five hundred dollars because." You know, yeah. we don't. You weren't helping them water. I'm like, I'm not helping them water. I'm out there practicing. You know, <laughs> get ready for Loretta's. Get ready for Loretta's. So, I, and, and nobody bro down with Shane Watts like you. No, that you, for sure. Me and him, we hit it off because I think I was one of those people. Like, I didn't care about the whole living in the back and yeah. kind of winging it. You know, right, like right. we we just kind of hit it off. And he took you to the GNCCs a little bit. You know. And, but in a way, I might feel a little, a little responsible for his, his downslide in GNCC because you remember he would never ride and win every race. And then I came along and we go riding all the time and then he started losing. Like, <laughs> he started losing like every race. Like, he couldn't win anymore, but we were riding like every day. He would literally be like, What model do I want to win on this weekend? 125, 252 stroke, three, 300. Uh... Well, that year he won on every bike except for the 50 and the 60, I think. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, remember, he... yeah, do you remember the Secret Super Prototype KTM 250F? Yeah, it was, was a 400 sleeve down, yeah, and so that's slow. the race we went to that I, I went to Penton. Oh, okay. It was a sleeve down 400. Yeah. And I'm telling you. It couldn't get out of its own way. It was, it was so, there was a double at Metal Arc that was very simple. You yeah. could jump it. 
his bike would not make it. <laughs> it was that slow. And he tried to race it that day yeah, at yeah. the Penton. Yeah. And it was muddy. It poured down rain. Jimmy Jarrett won. And, man, that bike was so <laughs> slow. I rode it, and I was like, you're not really going to try to race this, are you? He's yeah. like, yeah, I can win on it. And I was like. <laughs> that guy was something else for sure. Yeah, he I was, was like, <laughs> you've won on a lot of bikes, yeah. but you're 125 probably makes five horsepower more yeah. than this thing I remember we're like, we're, we weren't allowed to talk about it. We weren't allowed to, you know, take any photos of it. It was a yeah. super secret bike. And then Watts is riding it at Metal Arcs. And I'm like, he's riding this super secret prototype right now in front of a bunch of Ohio hillbillies. Yeah. Like, and, and you're worried about us? Yeah. <laughs> I just remember them saying it was a sleeve down, because KTM had a 400 at yeah. the time. Yeah. And it was a sleeve down 400. All they did was sleeve it down. Didn't change the ignition. Didn't change nothing. Just <laughs> Run it. <laughs> and I just remember, it was I remember riding yeah, it. Yeah. I remember riding it. He's like, ah, oh, go ahead, mate. You can ride it. Take it out. I literally rode one lap and I said, don't ride this bike anymore. I think it's broken. <laughs> something's wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, something's wrong with it. It won't go. Right. It won't jump. Right. Like, it, it'll barely jump off the ground. He's like, oh, no, it'll be fine. I can win on this. I'm like, yeah. okay. And he didn't win. He didn't even come close. <laughs> what did you do? Why did you leave KTM or what happened? I don't remember that. Um, I, I stayed. I, st- I went with Keith to Motor World. Oh, you Keith did? Keith wanted me to go okay. to Motor World with him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I went to Motor World with him. And then at the time, they found out. My, uh, I went to Motor World. We started the year. And they found out uh, my dad had uh, melanoma, like skin cancer. Yeah. And they were going to start radiation and stuff like that. So yeah. I said, hey, you know, I'm going to go home. I'm going be with my dad, you know? Yeah. So went home, realized that, yeah, he was doing the radiation, but it wasn't like something that at the time you're just nervous like yeah. you hear your your yeah. dad's got cancer right. so um when everything kind of sorted out like they had already found him a new mechanic and then i went to dunlop well, the, okay the, from there the opportunity yeah, opened yeah. up at dunlop so and Motor I, world would have been huffy and paul Lindsay. no uh it was isaiah johnson keith johnson kevin johnson <laughs> Dustin Nelson. That's the El Cajon, and right. Loesch was working for Remember Loesch? Loesch, yeah. Um, and uh, that was it. Okay. And maybe Har- uh, Harrington was like 188. Right. He would... He would um, the Motor World guys loved Harrington and they love... Yeah. So, <laughs> Dustin um, Nelson. I did that for about... I did the first three races in California and left and then came back um, for Atlanta. Okay. And started with Dunlop and worked from Dunlop from there. From there on. 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and then just, you know, did the Dunlop thing. And then when me and Jessica finally got together, like yeah. we were, first we were dating, but in 2000, into 2003, we said, hey, Jessica was pretty much done racing. Yeah. You know, she had th- thrown in, thrown it in, you know. Yeah, yeah. Callie yeah. wasn't working out. Uh-huh. And uh, me and her started doing everything on our own. And, uh, you know, I kind of, that's when, you know, mm-hmm. I, I had just won Loretta's. So just turned everything towards her, and yeah. you know, you, I was still you, doing. You, want, you got the lifelong. You got a tattoo and everything. What Loretta? Oh, after you won Loretta? No, no, no. I thought you got a tattoo. No, don't no. you have a number one plate on you? No, no, I don't. Yes, you did. No, I don't. You got a t- I said I was. I was gonna do it, but I, I thought if I did it once, that I would never win again. So oh, I was okay. waiting for. <laughs> I, when I was officially the, the story. The urban legend was that you have a tattoo with number one on it after no. you won Loretta's. Uh-uh, okay. I never did it. Maybe that was just a joke with Alan told me, and I believed him. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it, maybe, but no. I, I, I thought if I did it, it would be right. like you know, if you tattoo a girl's name, it yeah, never yeah, works yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So I figured if I did it once, I would never win again. Um, you when when you were with Jess, um, she lived in Tallahassee. She's lucky to get to know RC really well. You have spent probably shit ton of hours at the farm. Well, actually, when when uh, I met Jess at that time, 
Ricky is and Brock Sellers and all 2000. these. Yeah, right. they were riding at Jessica's house. Jessica had the first original track in Tallahassee. Okay. Sellers rode there. Everybody that came through Tallahassee right. rode at Jessica's house. Yeah. And then Jessica's parents uh, sold the property that was next door where the track was built. And they tore the track down. And then Davey moved to town. Ricky moved. To t- Ricky rode at this place called Crowder. Ricky, growing up, lived where? He lived in by Dade City. Okay, by he Dade lived City. over in right, that area, yeah, yeah. and then he moved to Tallahassee for the riding. And yeah. his dad got a job at the power company. That's what Jessica's dad. That's how they. Yeah. One day, uh, a guy shows up to the power company, and Dean, Jessica's dad, says, yeah. "You know, hey man, I see you wearing that like motorcycle Boxer. jacket. Yeah, yeah, you know that yeah. that Oakley jacket." He's like, "Yeah, my son races. You know, he rides sixties. Um, and they became buddies. Okay. He said, "You should come to a race and watch my son." So Jessica didn't even ride at the time. She doesn't even have a motorcycle. Oh, okay. Um, she goes to um, Ichikani. Do you have any brothers and sisters? Yeah, she's got one younger brother. Oh, okay. Uh, Jessica's dad and Jessica go to Ichikani with Ricky yeah. and Big Rick. And Jessica watches Ricky race, and Ricky wins and gives her the trophy. Yeah. And she told her dad, it's I want to race sweet her. on her. He's sweet on her. Uh, well, I mean, they're yeah. like I know. They're no, seven. I know. You know. That's what I'm saying. Um, she told her dad, I want to start racing. He's like, okay. Yeah. And the history goes from there, you know? So, uh Going to Ricky's farm so much and watching RC at his prime, moto down. We went there one time before he hated me and when Timmy was still buddies right. with him and stuff. We went there one time with JT, spent a week there, rode three days. By the end of the third day, Timmy needed an IV. He was done. JT didn't even finish the last set of motos that we were supposed to do uh, on the second or third day because it was just too much. It was you know in July and August in, in Florida. And Ricky did everything. You know what I mean? Hey. So just, I mean, I, I talk a little bit about like. I tell stories of when we, I've seen a lot of crazy things happen. Ricky had the farm and Ricky had the track over in Tallahassee where it was just a supercross track and a okay. nasty sand track. It was yeah. called uh, 59. We went to a sand track that was grass, tall grass. Did you ever go there? Did it have big power lines on it? I think so. That's 59. Okay. Okay. Ricky had 59 yeah. and that's where he had a supercross track and this nasty sand track. Yeah, that's where we went. Then there was the farm. That was where JT tapped out. Right. Th- then there yeah. was the farm. Yeah. Which had, they were in the process of building his tracks at the time. Like he had a supercross track and mm-hmm. an, an outdoor track. Well, we would go out to 59. Let's say we were doing supercross. We did 330s the day I was there. Oh, yeah. 330s. I could, On I, 125. I can remember doing Ricky doing 330 lappers of supercross. Yeah. And he would be so mad at Jeannie. Like, they'd be yeah. yelling at you. They'd be crying. Like, Ricky would be like, I hate this. And she'd be, like, bawling. I'm not going to let you quit. You know? <laughs> just, and I'm just like, holy Ricky geez. was one of the only guys, and again, I have very limited time with him, but he was one of the, like, 95% of people in this world, when you call them names, they tell you to F off and quit doing whatever you were doing. Ricky, they would call each other names, and he would go and work harder. Yeah. yeah I like, remember, no one does that. I can remember him riding laps, sitting on the – because at the time, we were, Fink was there. Fink had yeah. come, I wasn't working for Fink, but we were still buddies. And he came over. I was like, hey, come ride up in Tallahassee. I'm here with Jessica, you know, whatever. He would go ride with us. So Ricky would um, ride uh, – he would let Fink come ride. Yeah. Fink was like his training partner almost. This okay. was right before Alden came. Yeah. Or, you know, Alden came. And they'd be out there riding. Well, Yogi was forever until Yogi kind of banished. Yogi showed up one time, got dressed, and Jeannie walked over and said, you can't ride. I was there that day. Yeah. Like, 
he's getting dressed in the back of his truck. And Jeannie waits till he's like almost dressed and says, uh, you can't ride today. Yeah. They all just, they kind of like moment of silence. Slipped his socks back <laughs> off. <laughs> and off he went. And yeah. that's when Ezra was like beating Jeremy, yeah. but Ricky was coming into the no, 450. No, it was, the way Yogi tells it is like, kind of like when Yogi pushed Ricky, you know, and exactly. then as soon as Ricky got to be the, on the 250, and Yogi said he kind of needed the help because he was getting injured a little bit, and he needed, they, 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 yeah, beat it, because you're now competition. At first, it was Ricky, hey, Yogi, 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 Yogi. Yeah. Ezra was already a star. Right. Ricky was still on 125s, so Ricky had something to push toward, yeah. like Yogi yeah. was helping him. Then when they both got the 450, it got yeah. real weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like I said, you're at the track one day and Jeannie just comes over. Like She doesn't like, you know, get there and say, hey, you know, she waits for your dress, your bike's unloaded, and says, oh, you can't ride today. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> okay, so anyways, back to the, just the motivation of Ricky. I would, watch, just... I would do, watch Ricky do laps and go through the whoops and mess up and be screaming in his helmet. Screaming, yeah. just like going, and I mean these whoops are nasty. And Ricky's like, Jeannie, be like, you got to go through those whoops today, every lap. Yeah. Mom, I'm gonna kill myself. I don't care. You need to do it. It's gonna make you better. He become, <laughs> and he'd be screaming like, ah, fuck, <laughs> you know, like freaking. But he would yeah. do all thirty yeah. laps. Yeah. He would do all thirty laps. And hey, Brownie was riding GPS at the time. Yeah, he would come out. And she'd be like, okay, Brownie, you need to go do your motos. Brownie would fill his 125 Honda up. Yeah. And this is no lie. You can ask Jessica, anybody who was there. You'd be over here doing Supercross. He'd be. (laughs) And then all of a sudden. (laughs) Gas. Out. Out of gas. Right. Push it back, put it on stand, and be done with his moto. Yeah, yeah. But this is way past the 30-minute mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the mic runs out, right. He. Uh, they had no jumps on it. Yeah, they had kind of like little, yeah, yeah. but he would ride the thing till it ran out of gas, right. and that's no joke. Yeah, like yeah. people go, oh yeah, everybody right, says right. that. I rode till I ran. He that's would what, ride his one twenty five. Could you imagine riding a moto like going, when's it gonna go? Like yeah. how much longer do I got till it runs out of gas? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And he would just. I heard be, the same stories about Bomber back in the day. Yeah, I don't. And know. And I think they were real. I don't know. I don't know many stories about him. Obviously, it's long, yeah. long before my time. But yeah, Brownie. Pull, pull your mic up. Brownie would be. Brownie would be out there yeah. just pounding out motos. Uh, the, and, of course, you know what? Not far behind, Jessica's out there the same thing. Yeah. Not doing 40-minute yeah. motos, but, you know. Uh, when we were there, uh, and this is just a testament to Ricky and his drive, like, he, we did all those motos, and then he didn't do the turn track. And Jeannie asked him about it back at the house. And he said he didn't do it, and she was livid, dude. So after his three motos or whatever, still need to do the turns. Like, I'm just like, Wow. Wow. <laughs> I can remember seeing him do those motos and then get on his bicycle at the track and start riding back to Tallahassee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah, yeah. take off. Right. So, and then for some of his... I tra- mean, it really gave you an eye-opening, like, you uh, really gave you a, a sense of, like, this is the greatest rider when and Ricky this is what he does. was killing it on 125s. Yeah. Winning Outdoor Nationals, winning Supercrosses. I remember we would go to the Gold's Gym in town, and you know what he did for a workout? He pedaled bike for 30 minutes. Right. But he was just a natural. He was natural talent. And he would ride bicycle for 30 minutes. And that'd be yeah. it. And then, about a, when he got on the 450 a year or two in, was when all of a sudden Eldon came along. Yeah. 
things changed. Yeah. A lot less people riding at the farm, a way more structured, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you know. When we were there, too, before Alden, his garage, Big Rick's garage, just Cowie works parts and suspension everywhere you looked and clamps and half-eaten, half-apart by, I mean... It looked like a bomb went off at a Cowie dealership, and there was factory parts everywhere. Every year after he win a championship, they yeah. throw that big party at the farm. Yeah, they would dig a hole. Yeah, with a dozer. So this story's true. Dig a hole with a dozer, and push all the bikes into this hole. Yeah, he wouldn't give away a foot peg because they were factory bikes yeah. and frames. Yeah. You know, you'd be there like going, dude, I got a Cowie. 250 right over there that needs a sprocket. I could really use a sprocket right now. Or I have a broken foot peg. Yeah. They'd come and they'd push them right into a hole. They'd dig a hole. Yeah. Push the bikes into a hole, have a party, cover them back up, and be a when so down. You go there right now and dig up. If you dig it up, you'd find them. That'd if you could sweet. dig up wherever that was, where you yeah. know, this hole was to this day, it'll be like in a thousand years from now when we find dinosaurs, people are going to be finding Ricky's bikes, you know? <laughs> Somebody's going to be like, oh my God, they're going to polish it off. Man. We found Ricky Carmichael's championship, you know, 2000 right. bike. So that's a true story. True I story. I heard that, but I didn't know. True, they have but, a party every year yeah, at no, first I knew champion. That. I knew that. And they dig a hole. They'd run it over. All are you going to get in trouble for saying all this on the podcast? Nobody listens to this, Okay, right? good. No, no. They'd run it over with the dozer first yeah, yeah. and crush it all. Yeah, crush the bike. Push yeah. it in. Yeah. And then, I mean... And then, now don't forget about the 37 pipes that are still fine. Yeah, They're just yeah. throwing, ah, throwing them in there. <laughs> you know, it's like, I could use that pipe, you know. <laughs> yeah. That pipe would make my bike so much faster, you know. Right. But, um, yeah, they would do that. And then um, uh, at one um, I can't remember. Let's see. Uh, something went down one time. Oh, Dowd was it? Remember Dowd rode Cowie for yeah. a short time? Yeah, 2000. I don't know what happened. We were riding at 59 one day, mm-hmm. and it, I've always wanted to tell this story. Remember when Jimmy was riding in Millville, and he had factory Honda, and he crashed, and people took the bike and started riding it? <laughs> yeah, down by the road by Millville? Yeah. <laughs> that is a good story. Well, one day, something happened with Dowdy. Did you know that, or you just heard it on the show? I heard it on the show. Yeah, yeah that's a good story. One day, Dowdy had to leave the track early, so he said, hey, can you take my bike? You know, can you take my bike? He had to go back to Massachusetts yeah, or something. Yeah, okay, yeah. So we got a full factory. Cowie 250 yeah. sitting in Jessica's basement. <laughs> and I'm like, we should ride this for, thing. Yeah, yeah, for how long was it there for? It took weeks. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was just one of their practice bikes. Like, yeah, 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 I, yeah, I got four more. Right. You know, one's over here, one's right, over there, one's right, over there. Right, right. And um, they had the brown mag clamps back then, too, and everything. The carbon fiber tips on yeah. the, exa- on the yeah. exhaust. Yep. You know, that's back when Berg had everything carbon on. Remember Berg Racing? Yep, yep. Everything yep. was carbon. And, uh, dude, I have this factory Cowie 250 sitting at Jessica's house. Oh, we were riding it. We rode you it were, all. You did oh, ride oh it. yeah, okay, we so. rode it, yeah. Never, still to this day, never ridden a bike with a front brake like that thing. Yeah. Just amazing front brake. And, uh, Moto down on John Dowd's Yeah, factory. John Dowd's bike sitting there. We rode it. We rode it. Like, it's Stur- been, you hey, know, Stan, that, that would have been when Sternson was a manager, and he's back as a manager now. Hey. You could be in trouble. Listen, <laughs> he left it there for a week. We didn't touch it. Yeah. Then two weeks, you're like, maybe he's not coming back. <laughs> Three weeks, I'm like, let's ride this thing. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe they forgot it was here. Right. And then, you know, weeks later, hey, they right. called. Can Dow's like, hey, we're back. Can you bring the bike over? I'm like, yeah, no problem. I'll drop it off. It's been sitting here. No one's touched it, you know? So, <laughs> um, and it's funny. When you tell that story, When uh, remember when Jimmy says that Metal Arc, and, or not Metal Arc, that river, whatever that track was where he rode the Honda, blew out his yeah, shoulder? Yeah, down the road from Mobile, right. One year we go there. We didn't know Jimmy yet. 
and Jimmy and Jessica are riding. They're just on the track at the same time. Yeah. They get together. Jessica goes through a fence. Jimmy hurts himself. Jessica gets a black what? eye. Yeah, they, they like collided over like a, a scrub single. They like collided and went down in this wolf. You should ask Dave. Next time you tell it, see Jimmy yeah. or he's on, yeah. ask him about the time him and Jessica got, got tangled. I mean, Jessica's got a black eye, a bloody yeah. nose. Jimmy's, Jimmy's like flipped into the fence. It was it was crazy. I did, I'd never heard that story. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'll never forget right. that. Like went to Millville and right. yeah, Jimmy and Jessica lock right. bars, go down in this turning whoop section. And Jessica, yeah. like I said, J- yeah. Jimmy's over there with a hurt shoulder. Jessica's over there, like bloody nose. Her goggles yeah. cut. Jessica, her nose. Uh, she really RC really helped her, huh? That whole that benefited her a lot. I wouldn't say RC really not himself, but her. he saw what she saw what people did. But Jeannie, in the beginning, when she started racing, Jeannie yeah. would be there, and you know what? Jessica's dad would just mimic Jeannie. Oh, okay, like yeah, yeah. I don't care. You do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He. He kind of, you know, sometimes you step back and watch a rider to learn how to ride. Yeah. I think he stepped back and watched Jeannie. Right. And then he just did to Jessica, you know. Yeah. It was no different right. than Jeannie was to it's, Ricky. It's crazy. Like, I've got, you know, obviously I was there at RC's that week. You know, we spent two or three days there riding, JT and Timmy. And then I spent some time with JT, Kelly Smith and I, with JT and Tortelli uh, in Florida. Right. And I've been to RVs a bunch, you know, as a media guy during the week. And you see these guys... On a Wednesday, when no one's around, what they're doing, what's going on, and you realize that all the shit on Saturday, Saturday night, and the flash, bulb, flash bulbs and the you know champagne, you realize where that comes from. You're like, it comes from that Wednesday when if, I was there. If if you would have seen some of the things that I seen go down at that 59 track or at the farm between Jeannie and Ricky. Jeannie never gave up on that kid. Yeah. Never. Yeah. I mean, it didn't matter how mad or what he said. And he never gave up either because, like, yeah. I think no. he, you know, I, I think he strived on that a little bit. Like, you know, that well, I told someone you that. yelling. No, no, I told you that. Most hey. pe- 95% of the people, when you get talked to like that or treated like that, you give them the middle finger and you go and, and get get drunk or pick up a chick and, and turn your back on a sport. Ricky would get mad and they would yell and scream, yeah, but, but no, he, he would go out there so I, angry. That's what I said. He'd ride harder. Man, so angry. He, like, I, he like thrived on that. I can remember this lady that knew them and that was friends with them. And they'll say to today that, you know, R- Ricky won all those races, that he actually sold his soul to the devil for, to win all those races. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, that's yeah. what she, she's yeah. Spanish. So yeah. she's like, he sold his soul to the devil to be that good. You know what I mean? <laughs> but... When you would when you would see the hard work that kid put in, and you know what, what did you need to go to the gym for when you were doing two hours of riding a yeah, day? Yeah, no, three, like, you don't three, even go to the gym. Two, you know? three thirties, and it was a hundred degree humidity or whatever it was in Florida. And like I said, JT didn't even do the third moto. Timmy tapped out at like two two and a bit, needed an IV after. Ricky, all three and a turn track. Yeah, he, on a one twenty five. He was gnarly. Yeah. He was gnarly. Like, you know, people don't really understand the amount of work right. that guy put in. And you, you know why he's the best. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mentally, he worked so hard that I don't think anybody could beat him. Like, in yeah. his mind, he was so much stronger, mentally yeah. stronger, that it didn't matter. And the flip side of that, um, uh, flip side of that, the uh, Stu, you don't know James and Mookie that well. You know Mookie probably better than James. But you've been around them a little bit. On the flip side, I've been to James' house too. And uh, James works hard and all that stuff. But you watch that dude ride a motorcycle on his place with jumps that reach up to the clouds. And you're just like, this guy. Is there nothing he can do on a motorcycle? 
two years ago, before we went to Geneva, we were flying out of Florida. So uh, Jessica calls uh, Malcolm and says, hey, I'm, I'm going to Geneva. Malcolm's going to Geneva. Yeah. Said, do you mind if I come down and ride with y'all? Yeah, yeah, come on down, Jess. And let me tell you something. Malcolm, when you see that kid ride at his house, you would think he's better than James. Yeah. The things that he does, like, I'm at the side of the track going, he's not even hitting that jump straight. He's right. jumping off the track and <laughs> yeah, landing yeah, over there. Right. Like He's he, aiming for the, for the right hand, and he's ending up on the left. There was a section right. where he double, hit a turn, come back out of a right-hand turn, hit the left side of a triple, the, like he'd come yeah. this way, yeah. the line would go off the track, but he would come back on. And he the, would like scrub it and come back. I told Jess, I said, Jess, don't follow that line because yeah. you'll land in another straightaway. <laughs> you'll be on the ground, like, yeah. You come out of the right and just right. go straight for the jump. Right. Don't try to follow that line yeah, because yeah. he had it so grooved out that yeah. it's just a way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, it was like a side bike or Impressive. something. Impressive. I never yeah. saw James ride there because yeah. he wasn't riding at the time. He was going off to California to test. Right. But Mookie was going to Geneva. And um, I was just blown away. Like, you watch him ride, and I'm like, this kid will beat James. Like, he's better than James. Yeah. So when James gets out there, I don't know how he goes because yeah. if he's better than Malcolm, I, I can't, you can't yeah. even fathom the yeah. speed. No, like, until you've been at the practice tracks and, you, you know, when they ride a track every day, they got it dialed. Yeah. You can't even – like, what you see at Supercross – Imagine if you went to that Supercross and, and that track had already been built for or, three weeks. Or look at, or I think, hit fast forward. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you're just like, wow. Yeah. You know, it's just amazing. Yeah. Amazing. No, absolutely. Um, what else? Uh, oh, were you the famous story that Ping has told a couple of times? Loretta's story. Oh, geez. I know where you're going with this. Timmy's buddy, Andrew, and Ping. Right? Yeah. And they got it on videotape. Does Ping know that that was me? You think he did, or did I just? I think you just outed yourself. Okay, well, go ahead. I was always wondering if 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 he knew that was me. So, Timmy, we all had a yeah. friend. Me and Timmy had a friend. Yeah. His name was Andrew Despain. Yeah. Who's in jail now, right? Or no, he's not in jail. Oh, okay. He's got a got a kid. Um, yeah, doing he well. He ran into rough times. He ran into rough times. Okay. Um, but uh, he's out. Everything's good okay, now. Right. Has a daughter. I apologize you know, to yeah. friends and family for saying. Um, he was a good friend. Well, Timmy might have been riding A. Yeah. Andrew's riding B or some class against Ping. Against Ping. Yeah. Andrew's leading the race. Like you yeah. know, here's this kid that is just Timmy's buddy, yeah. tons of talent, um, leading the race. All of a sudden, Pingree can't get by him. Pingree can't get by him. They come, you know, Loretta's, you know, remember how you used to come off the start, veer to the right, and go down to the end of that straightaway? Uh-huh. Well, they're going down that straightaway. This is after the moto has started. Andrew swoops way wide to, like, square back like this. Mm-hmm. Ping comes Just in. Just doesn't even stop. Doesn't yeah. even stop. And, like, kind of clips him and, you know, but Ping is a star. Ping, everybody yeah, yeah. knows who David Pingree yeah. is. No right. one knows who Andrew to Spain is, right. you know? That happens. It's on video, too. Hey. Timmy's mad. Bear Dog's mad. You know, Barry Kern? Yeah. Bear oh, Dog's yeah, Bear mad. Dog, right. What is Bear Dog doing now? I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> Big Tim's mad. Ernie's mad. I'm mad. Cause Ernie. Ernie's t- Andrew's dad. Okay. Everybody's mad. Yeah, this California blonde tip. Uh, Checkered flag comes yeah. out, and we're all down there. We're waiting. <laughs> what the hell? You know, he's like, I didn't do nothing. He ran into me. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Bro, he did not run into you. Right. I was so mad. I just threw his helmet. I kicked his bike off the off the fence. You know, like 
it was just, you know, Timmy's mad. You need yeah. Timmy. Come on, you know, yeah. Timmy. That guy. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, and Pingree said he did nothing while I was on videotape. He, yeah, Pingree played the game like <laughs> nothing. Like, he, right. he was innocent. Like, he, like sister hey, Carrie, the guy assaulted him. Right. You know? Davey's sister Carrie calls him into his office, shows him the videotape. Things like, eh, you got me. <laughs> But I knew I didn't know what you did. I knew oh, you were involved. We in were mad. Yes, yes. I knew the you whole were, the whole right. crew, South, South Florida, South Florida crew. We were mad, and he would like he kept like turning to go away from us. Like he wanted no part yeah, of it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we got to get him somehow. Like his helmet, like his fresh painted. You know, back then everybody had fresh painted yeah, helmets. Yeah, like we threw, I threw that on the ground. I kick his bike off. The, you know, it's yeah. leaned against the fence post. <laughs> I kick his bike off the fence post. You know, I we, we were so mad, and you know it went on from there, and then. You know, 15 years later, all of a sudden, um, they have electric ping. Yeah. You ask him a question. Yeah. I was like, so, hey, whatever happened? <laughs> oh, you wrote in? I wrote in. Like, I didn't he know didn't know that it was me. Yeah. But, he, you know, it's funny. Was it what Eddie I, from Florida? No, okay. no. What I asked him when he, like, rephrased the question, mm-hmm. it wasn't the way that I asked him. Like, okay. hey, what happened after? Who, you know, and the way they made, he made it, like, oh, it wasn't no big deal. Like, it was very simple, yeah. you know, like, whatever. But uh, yeah, that was the that was a pink thing. And to this day, I always wonder, like, I wonder if he knew that. Like, did he just not say anything because it was really old, long time ago? We were kids. We talked about it on the show. I know that a few times. And but. I don't know if he ever knew that that was that, that was you that, 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 that was me. Okay. Was so we were so everybody was mad. You know, right. Andrew's like the the underdog. Like, oh yeah, my god, yeah. like Andrew's leading right. the B class. You know, yeah, he's beating the mighty SoCal, the, the well, mighty Arizona, whatever Suzuki a- superstar. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. Here's Andrew on you know just some guy from West South Florida. Right, you know, right, right. and uh, yeah, it got it got pretty. Uh, pretty intense down there and then that was it that, you know, but never talked about it again until yeah. you know yeah but i mean that's just a funny pingree story now i was i see i see pingree all the time he's like hey eddie you know what i mean like right. you know, always hear him making little schneid comments about wmx racing like oh we won't go there with that you know what i mean yeah, like whatever yeah, yeah. but he's always friendly to jessica he's always yeah. friendly to me and i've always wondered like i wonder if he knew that that was you like maybe he does he just doesn't say anything i mean we were what 15 yeah, 16 yeah. years old you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah, like exactly we were kids right and uh yeah, so that's that's the Pingry story. Um, what bugs you in the sport right today? What bugs you? What uh, sticks in your craw? What would you change? What? Probably what bugs. I'll tell you me. what's been bugging me lately, and I'll start. Is and it's always kind of bugging me, but more than ever, you see it. Is these riders surround themselves with like trainers and man friends, and even the gear guys and these doctors and stuff that aren't really doctors that are just yes men. Like they're just there to tell the rider what the team or someone else media did to them. And they're, they're not there for any reason other to make money off this rider. I mean, that's, that bugs me. Yeah. I mean, that that's probably something that bugs you with me. I mean, cause hey. I, well, cause I'm media, right? So I, I hear, it. Right. you know, at, at the same time, you know, some of these guys, you know, they maybe their parents aren't around. Maybe you know, maybe they need these people. You always want like that hype man that tells you you're the best. You know what I mean? You always want the guy. You want in your the ear. flavor flav. Yeah, like someone you're, that's you're telling Chuck you. D, you're Chuck D. You want flavor flav. Someone who's there to t- and, and uh, hey, someone you know that. Yeah, yeah you know, you, you're the best. Yeah, I could, I got that for you. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no problem. You're super. I, I'm on it. That don't so much bother me. I mean, to each his own. You know, everybody. Yeah. You know, what's what's good for the geese is good for the gander. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. if you want to have your, a, you know, a man friend, so be it. I think the main thing that really bothers me is why is everything such a secret? 
in this sport. You know what I mean? Like yeah. injuries and, you know, like we, we just talked about this. Like, you know, for instance, with Ken Roxon, going into the first round, he goes out and he gets 19th. Yeah, he qualified okay? 24th, gets 19th. And everybody's round. scratching their head. Why? Why? But then as soon as the first moto's over and he does bad, they come out and say he's got a bad back. Yeah. Why not just say that from the beginning? So if he does do good, he looks like a hero. Yeah. And if he doesn't, then we all understand, like, he's yeah. got a bad back. Like, report it. Like, right. hey, Ken Roxon has a bad back, but, man, this guy's going to soldier. He's going to trooper yeah. through this and yeah. go for We're it. We're going to go for it, right. You know, it's like I explained. If you're in hockey and you have a hurt ankle, yeah, you might want to keep that quiet because some dude might try to he take out the ankle. He can legitimately hit you with a stick. Like, yeah. no one's going to land on your back and try to hurt your back worse. Like, <laughs> right. hey, Ken, hey. Ken Roxon has a hurt back. Like, yeah. to, I'm put a front go, wheel to his back. You know? I'm going to go wide open off this double. Yeah, put your front wheel in his back. <laughs> right. And then a few races going out. And I'm not saying this is not just Ken. Yeah. It, they, we, we all do it. These are the ones that are just sticking right. out, like right. most recent. And then like one race where he did real bad. And as soon as the race was over, he's like, hey, what happened to Ken? Oh, I've been sick all week. Why do you have to wait till after a 30-minute moto before yeah. the second one to tell us? You yeah. know what I mean? It's like just, you know, you yeah. know. And then the other thing is, like I said, people are like, oh, I can't wait for Supercross. I'm grinding it out. I'm working my butt off. Look at me. I did 75 well, miles today. They're Instagramming themselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like this and that. Hashtag grinding. Hashtag work. Killing hashtag it. want it. Now, all of a sudden, A1 comes, and the first thing you see is, man, really bummed. Not the result I was looking for. Didn't work out. You know, get them next weekend. And then when, in fact... They're training, you know, maybe they're yeah. inflating it, like saying, yeah. we're doing a lot more than what we say, right. so ready. But then after round five, after going, we'll get them next week. Round five, over it, when's 17 coming? You know, can't <laughs> wait, or can't wait till outdoors. Yeah, Can't yeah. wait, and then outdoors yeah. comes, and they're like, can't wait till Super Cross. And then they go, you know, why don't I have a ride, you know? like right. I love the guys that have no rides and won't buy their own bikes. I got nothing to ride on. And you're yeah, like, I, I have no, I have no bike. I have no bike. You know, you're I, like you, you just made a hundred thousand dollars last year or whatever. Or, I feel or like the perfect example. Like if it's like, Kevin Tapia, I get it. You don't have a bike, but when we're talking like legitimate riser, riders that make like good money, and you don't have a bike, here, here's a few stories. Like for instance, Chad Reed, mm -hmm. that guy invested in himself. Yeah, he didn't go out cry poor mouth said I'm not going to do this because no one's behind me. He said, you know what, I got a ton of money in the bank. He's done good for himself. He went out. He built a team. He showed the world. People loved him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, even a quick story. In 2009, Jessica rode for Honda forever. At the end of 2009, basically they said, hey, are we renewing our deal? What are we doing? Ashley's on factory Honda. Can we do this factory, you know, factory connection thing? Nah, go get your bike at a new dealer. You know, yeah. go, go to your local dealer. Yeah. That year, nobody knows that when we went to Yamaha's, Yamaha didn't, like, come step up to the plane and say, we want you bad, Jessica. Yeah, yeah. The only reason they would do it was because Bobby Reagan said, if you can get Yamaha to help us, I'll give you my resources. I'll build your engines. Yeah. Jessica had to give Yamaha a check for seventeen grand just to get the, the party started. Yeah, yeah. We had to buy Bi bikes, buy parts. And, but you know what? You have to invest in yourself. Yeah, yeah. For instance, like this recent thing with Davey. Instead of Davey finding some guy that will put money up, if Davey really wants it, he's made a lot of money. Pull a hundred and fifty grand out of your bank, invest in yourself, and then you really appreciate it. Because yeah. a, 
It's sink or swim now because it's your money. Yeah. Not, hey, if it doesn't work out, big deal. Flooring guys, meh. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I still got my $8 million. Well, that's why, like, Davey not coming back for the Nationals, you're like, you're supposed to be back on Suzuki's. You said you were, and then it was, I can't get parts. Once, it, once again, I ordered every. I'm friends with Davey. He probably won't, he'll probably be upset. After, if he if he ever maybe hopefully don't listen to this stuff, but it's like oh I've ordered everything I've done it all sitting there sipping his coffee like I'm still waiting on parts but in the whole time knowing he's never going racing yeah you know what I mean right. it's like he could say I was going but right. yet all of a sudden out of the blue yeah. what happened to all these bikes and parts that uh, you had to pay for them trust me yeah there's no way that they were yeah. all like you can pay when they get here yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. everything I know how this deal works if yeah. you're ordering parts from Yamaha yeah check first yeah yeah. We'll send you factory parts, but check first. Right. Then you get the parts. Yeah. Not like, hey, they're here, send the check. Yeah. No. Here, now we'll put the order in because we right. know they're paid for. So where are all the parts, the bikes, the, mil- the half a million dollars that he spent already on these bikes yeah, and yeah. parts and the semi and, right. and everything else? You know? yeah. Did they all just mysteriously? Just, oh, everybody took yeah, it back. Yeah, yeah. They, we got refunds on everything. Yeah, 10%, they, yeah. 10% restocking fee. That's <laughs> all they charged me. Yeah. They took everything back. Yeah, I know. You're right. You know? Um, so. I, in my end of things, like um, – like people are like, you know, you're having a bad season, and we're we're all haters. Like in the media, we're haters because we're writing bad things about you because you're doing bad. And then everybody loves you when you're doing good. Well, that's kind of our job, Jackhole. And I don't mean this, yeah. Davy. I'm not talking about Davy. Uh, when you do poorly and you have a good ride, us in the media write. This isn't going so well. This rider should be doing better. What's going on? Then when the, if the rider turns it around and starts doing good, then we, like, are, we yeah. are not going to continue to be like, this guy sucks. What's going on? We now change the narrative to, this is guy's doing well. So well, like I, I have to, to laugh you. at these riders that like go, oh, you're just a bunch of haters. and That's our job. Well, like I explained to you, I think in our sport, a lot of the media guys are really close with the riders. Right. And they want to bro too, down but, but because they want to get the good story, but at the same time, they can't tell the truth because then all of a sudden, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. Forget but it. I, I bro down with riders. Yeah, but I mean, you, you bro down with riders, but at the same time, um, you know, I mean, do I, you write anything? Would you write anything negative about Timmy if you were a journalist at the time? I have. I did. Every fairy was so pissed at me. Okay, and, and that's just it. They're mad the at US, you. Do you remember the U.S. Open? They were giving away two hundred fifty grand for a perfect. I would have done. You know that one. I wrote that if I was Chad Reed, because remember Chad pinned it and took everybody out underneath the stands. Yeah. And Timmy threw a glove at him. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm just saying, like that's just it. Is very rarely will these guys. Everybody's so close to the riders. You know, you you want to go to the track and hang with them and get some good photos so you can put great pictures in your magazine. But yet when they do bad. You're, sometimes they're scared to say, yeah. for instance, I, I've seen a lot of these guys that have bro down them so much that they're doing bad, they still tell them they're doing great. You know? But I, guess, I guess when you're sending riders photos that you why took. In, why and, in baseball know. do they print? Hey, if in baseball you do something wrong, do they print it right away? You know what I mean? Or any kind of other sport. Like, yeah. They love the, the drama. But here, if you print it, you're never getting another interview. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for instance, you're not getting in, in NASCAR, you have to. Like, for instance, let's say you don't like a reporter. It don't matter. You have to give them an interview because yeah. that's just yeah. the rules. Not in our sport. And, hey, even if it's not an interview that's one where it's like, oh, every, maybe sometimes when if you gave Ricky an interview, he'd give you a real true interview. Like, I don't like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I've done this. Hey, tell us what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, let's, yeah. It, big it, deal you don't like me. Then now we can have a real heart-to-heart interview, not you just 
tell right. me all the cool things. Like, yeah, everything's really great and dandy. You know, <laughs> yeah. let's have a real let's let's sit down right, right. here and let's right. let's talk about your career. Let's talk what's made you mad. Let's talk about. I mean, hey, no, we're not saying you're not a great writer. You're the best writer. You know, you're, you're yeah. one of the great. You're, well, one of the things I think that got him upset was when I wrote that. Like, I don't think the goat nickname should apply because McGrath is so much better in Supercross. To me, there's like two goats. I wrote that, and apparently he was so pissed. Millions and millions of dollars in the bank, and some tubby dude writes that McGrath, you know, it's disrespectful to McGrath to call Ricky the greatest of all time, which, by the way, is a stolen nickname from Muhammad Ali, so we're not even original in that way. But that was really got him upset, and I'm just like, McGrath was... He's got 72 wins to Ricky's 42 or whatever. And I still – and you know, at the same time, you, when you listen to Jeremy talk about it, you can kind of see it bothers no, him. No, it does. It did. It and does. I he agree because you he, know what? He, he Jeremy, I, if I, we, I've heard you have this debate, you know, the debate before. Who's the greatest? Well, this guy – Jeremy and Ricky are our two greatest riders. Yeah. yeah. In, in our, in probably ever. I would put them on no the one same will plane. Ever, no one will ever be a better supercrosser than Jeremy McGrath. Even if they beat his records, it's the things he did, the yeah. amount of times he won in the row, he, the, what he brought to the sport. What about the way he handled himself? The way he, the way he, he took Supercross mainstream, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Doing the knack-knack. Like that just real, right. There was something about Showtime. It's not Jay Leno. Exactly. And then you have Ricky, who wasn't near as um, outgoing as McGrath. But how could you deny yeah, he was, his uh, results? He smashed everybody's up. Yeah, uh, yeah, like he beat you every time. Yeah. He'll beat you no matter what he's riding. He'll beat you. Ricky didn't care. Well, he's he won. Beat you. He won every championship. He never lost an outdoor, outdoor championship. He never lost an outdoor championship ever. Right. Ten years in a row. Right. You can't turn your back on that. Right. I mean, you know. No, it just it, that stuff bugs me. But uh, before we go, um, maybe you can tell us one more story from the Eddie Ray archives. Washugal WMX podium. What happened? Uh, well. Do you regret anything? No. I wasn't there, so I don't know no what regrets. happened. Okay. No regrets. Did because you throw something at somebody or something? No, I didn't, th- I didn't throw anything. What had happened was. Tell the story. Jessica and Tara yes. had a big rivalry. Yep. And uh, still to today, I was asked recently who's Jessica's biggest competitor. Yeah, you were lying, but whatever. Uh, Tara Geiger. Okay. Okay. Um, Jessica had been around for a while. Tara was the up-and-coming star. And or up and coming rider, and of course everybody's out to beat Jessica. And yeah. you know, when when you're the fastest, you got a target on your back. Yeah. People are coming. So the one thing about Tara is she has a great personality. Jessica's not very talkative. She's not very outgoing. She keeps everything inside. Tara is the Muhammad Ali. She'll say it to your face because yeah. she's trying to pull you off your game. Yeah. But all it did was make Jessica want to beat her worse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the more Tara talked. It just fueled the fire. So you had to respect Tara as, as a competitor. So leading up to Washugo that year, Jessica was leading the championship, had a fairly decent lead. The week before, they had already had a few run-ins okay. that are on tape, like yeah. one in Texas that Tara went down hard, blamed it on Jessica. Then at Mammoth um, that year, Tara was messing around with Jess, like they were racing and kind of like, you know pulling the little, like getting your head yeah. maneuver in the second moto. Jessica told Sean Martin from Honda Fisa and said, I'm telling you right now, if she does it again, I'm putting her on the ground. Well, if you watch the Alpine Star video they made, okay. Jessica just cleaned, I mean, literally comes straight down, never stops, just cleans her out. Okay. So now this is boiling. It's yeah. boiling to a yeah, head. Yeah. We get to Colorado um, that year. Jessica's leading the championship. They're coming down the big downhill sweeper. Jessica's to go around the outside of her. Tara gets out of control, 
hits Jessica. Jessica goes down. I walk out. But not on purpose. Not on uh, purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm upset. You know, yeah. we're racing. Right. You know mechanics. Yeah. We, we're going to freak out over everything. Brian Berry wanted to beat me up at yeah. Binghamton one day. I, you know how you used to come up the finish line uh, at um, Colorado? Colorado? Yeah. yeah. I walked out of the mechanics area into the middle of the track. Now, her dad is standing 10 feet behind me. Like, I don't even care. Yeah. You know? I'm giving her the finger. I'm calling everything in the book. Whatever. Yeah. They, they, they give me the, the stern warning that if that ever happens again, that if yeah. I walk out on the track, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> well, we go to Washougal the next week. First moto, gate drops. They go darting into the first turn. Well, Jess falls on her own right in the first yeah. turn. Gets up dead last with a lap to go. She's caught Tara. Yeah. She passes Tara, and they come to that last turn before you make the right into the whoops. Yeah. Well, Jessica came in and kind of missed the line a little, and Tara just came straight. Runs into Jessica. They go off the track. Jessica goes off Before the track. The whoops, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tara goes on the win the yeah. race. Well, you're in the mechanics area way on the other yeah. side. Yeah. All you see is them cross. And yeah. then you got about, what, about a minute yeah. before they get back to you. So you're right. waiting, right? Yeah. Well, the way Jessica explains it, Tara kind of looks back like, eh, you know, or just hit her. Jessica said, really, that didn't bother her. Yeah. It bothered that Tara beat her. Yeah, yeah. But um, the way she looked back and pulled her goggles off, I was like, yeah. And Jessica said, at that point, she saw red. She and pulled her a, goggles off. They just, Jessica rode right into her. They both After crashed. the finish, yeah. They yeah, hit, yeah, right. they both go down. And I think Wygan's seen this happen. Okay. Now, I'm in the mechanics area. We're waiting. Where are they? Yeah. Here come the other girls. Right. There's Jessica and Tara. Right. They're over on the other side just fist fighting, like in the middle. Not yeah, like yeah. pulling each other's hair right, and helmets. Right. Like Wygan said, that's the day that it was no longer powder puff racing. Like these <laughs> girls were throwing fists like they hey, were Vegas. men. Yeah, yeah. And uh, came back and Jessica finally got I'm like, what happened? She's like, oh, I'm enough killer. And Tara's yelling and, you know, they're all upset. It, it ended. They yeah. call this after the moto. This, you know, can't happen again. Da, right. da, 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 da. Well, the second moto comes. We're at the line. People are at the fence yelling, Patterson, you suck. You're a piece of shit. You know, like Geiger, you know, like they love this, you know, new up and coming, you know, and maybe they thought it was unsportsmanlike, but hey, they're racers or competitors. It happens, you know, so we're on the line and I'm like, feel like, oh my God, I need to roll up and do like a ball here because I'm scared for Jessica, you know, race starts, they take off. Tara's leading. Yep. Jessica catches her, passes her, right. wins the race. Yep. No drama. Yep. That day, there were so many people at the track watching that race. Yeah. You could see heads running from one side of the track to the yeah, other because yeah. they thought it's, yeah. it's going to yeah, go down yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. So uh, come off. It's all over. Well, they go on the podium. Mm-hmm. Well, for some reason, when they were doing the podium that day, it went through the, the PA. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And like people were like, Yelling, you suck, Patterson. You know, understandable, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they saw they saw a girl get you know passed, knocked down, and then after the race is over, launch her bike. At her. Right, right. So I get it. It wasn't the right thing to do. Yeah. But how many guys right. have said that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But hey, you and know yeah, what? It People happens. loved it. Right. Pe- People loved it. Always a showman, Jessica Patterson. Yeah. Showwoman. So we're at the uh, podium, and I'm standing there. Jessica's won that day. You know, whatever it is, what it is. And all of a sudden, I hear this. Hey, Patterson, you're a fucking loser. Yeah. And it was literally from like one foot behind me. Yeah. yeah. I just turned around and dove on the person. <laughs> and it ends up being a Dalco. 
Oh, really? He was, it was he, Adako? Yeah, he was uh, Tara's agent. That. I didn't know that. Oh, and we just went to, we just went, to, and even to this day, um, uh, Tara's dad's like, man, I, I didn't know he was going to say that was uncalled for. That was uncalled for. You know, we had squashed everything. Yeah, yeah, We had yeah, squashed yeah, it. Yeah. We were done. Like after the meeting in the truck, after the moto, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah we had the yeah, meeting. We got right. called into the, you know, like NASCAR, <laughs> we got called to the AMA semi, right, you know right. what I mean? Right. Canfield's here, you know, he's trying to be serious. Right. But, you know, he's like, hey, guys, you know. <laughs> but, like, uh, whatever, Canfield. Yeah. So they're like, we're docking Jessica 10 points. We're finding her. Okay. There's never been a docking before of points yeah. in WMX. Right. They docked her 10 points. Um, so yeah, on, but, so but, forth. Yeah, which you're okay with. Yeah, whatever. that's fine. Dock right. me, take yeah. our money. I'd rather them take the money, not the points. But, yeah. um, you know. So Aldaco yells it. Daco yells it. And well, I just turn around and just dive on, you know, like it, it's on. Like, you know, I don't even know who it was. I just heard the noise turn around. Like, you know what I mean? Puma, and, uh, like a puma. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I remember somebody having me by my neck pass, yeah, like yeah, trying to yeah. get me. I mean, you just, somebody, there's a pic, there's actually a picture of the fight somewhere. Yeah, I think I saw it, yeah. And <laughs> somebody's got me by the neck pass, like pulling me away. And nothing really happened. No one okay. got beat, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was just more of like a, one of those turn, like, <laughs> And uh, that <laughs> okay. was that. that, right, that okay. That's what happened at the podium, you know. But it all boiled yeah, down. Yeah, the, the podium know. is what I want. Yeah, the, well, it all boiled down from. It came to a head from years of just good racing, you know, or yeah, yeah. tough good racing, hard racing, you know? right, right. <laughs> and that's why I said when it comes to competitors, Ashley and Jessica never had that. Like they right. never had like, you know, like where they were so mad at each other. Jessica just didn't like Ashley. Period. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. Right. You, when you come in, you got to respect what Ricky did. If you're, you know, if you're a young yeah. person, you you wouldn't have Cooper Webb come in and say, you know what, screw Ricky, he, he might sucks. Though. He that, might well, though. You <laughs> like that would be good. <laughs> but you know, you you have it's that cool. bit of respect. It's not cool as crap. Ashley never showed Jessica any respect, right. and you know, hey, and that's fine. And you know, and Jessica, just like with Tara, just it fueled the right. fire. If she would have kept her mouth shut, Jessica probably would have retired in 2009 and yeah. she would have never had anybody to race. She would have been a hero. Right, right. But then, you know, Jessica said, all right, well, that's fine. Yeah, and yeah. That's, that's and you've seen it. some of the Instagrams and Twitters that Jessica and Ta- or Ashley have with you, you know, each yeah, other yeah, about, yeah. you know. Yep. You gave me some grief about that one. So uh, I didn't like that. Yeah, you didn't like I, that. I didn't like that. Poking yeah. the bear, poking the bear. Ashley Filek made a lot of money and a lot of exposure from the things that MX Sports and Honda did for her. And to just rip them and say it's you know garbage. I was just like, listen, um, if it wasn't for MX Sports, you wouldn't ever have the chance to even do anything. Well, here's the thing. Everybody wants Jessica to stand up and go against MX Sports. And Jessica's like, listen, guys, they made me what I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've put, they made a platform for they us. They tried, yeah. Davey Coombs and MX Sports built a platform for me to make a living. And now I'll work with y'all, but if you think I'm going to be the one to stand up and tell them that they're idiots, yeah. it's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. And I said, Jessica goes, you got to remember, one day I'm probably going to have kids, and they're going to be racing. I don't need Davey Coombs and the Coombs family against us. I appreciate what they did for me. It, it's funny because like, it, like so with, with Phi, like it seemed like n- it was never good enough. No, it, it never, wasn't. Nothing was ever good no enough. No matter what they yeah. tried, right. she wanted more, more exposure, more yeah. money. Yeah. It's the dad, great. The dad wrote me a couple of emails that were just out to lunch, and I'm uh, like, I'm like, stop listen, it, he, stop it. He's as crazy as Tony Alessi to this day. I'll, 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 that, if he's listening, you're as crazy as Tony Alessi. That's pretty. That's that's a big yeah, statement. That's I a big mean, leap. He is not much different. Like he, it's a big leap. That that's how it was. They were, you know, he's crazy, and uh, you know, but at the same time, I'm not going to go to MX Sports. And cause this bit, you know. Tony, Tony's one. Tony wants to weigh in on that. You're out of your mind, dude. He, he doesn't think. <laughs> well, he doesn't think that's whatever. Um, okay. Hey, uh, 
at story time with Eddie Ray. Maybe that's what we'll call this. This podcast. No, it was good. I'm, I'm glad right. we got to sit down, do well, some chitty chatting. You're like, um, and don't take this the wrong way, but I don't know. Uh, you're like Forrest Gump of Moto in a way. Well, I'm no star and I'm no legend, so but you, you just got to enjoy the stories. But you were there. You weren't Carmichael or Jessica, but you were there at all these things. Do you know what I mean? Don't take it the wrong way. No, yeah. I, and every yeah. sport has one of those. You know what I mean? And so, like, I always because I've known you for a long time, and I know you're a good storyteller. I know you've done a ton of stuff, seen a lot of stuff. I just I thought we thought people would find this interesting. No, I hope so. I, I hope so. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's definitely motocross people, is a. Pro, people have said to me, "What's up with that guy Eddie Ray?" I probably had that two dozen times. What's up with that guy Eddie Ray? Like, He's Eddie Ray. <laughs> He's, he's Eddie Ray. <laughs> you know, this sport has provided lots of entertainment for me, for my friends, and yeah. I've met the best people in the world. And, yeah. you know, uh, and you're right. I've been doing this, I, I mean, since 98 as, you know, up, you know into the yeah. industry and in right. pro. 98 to till now. I mean, we're going on, what is 98, 2008, 20-something, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, it's Eddie Ray. I don't this is what my my life is. Right. I, hey, I love motorcycles. I love you know the people <laughs> yeah. that are involved. I mean, there's probably nobody more involved in this sport than me and Jessica. Yeah. I mean, this is what we do. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure I'll probably one day have kids, and they'll probably be right, involved yeah, right in racing. It, right, I mean, yeah. it, Apple don't fall far from the tree. I mean, look yeah. Rich Taylor in here last night. All of a sudden, his kids winning Loretta Lynn motos. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You and, know? and then he's he's talking to Willie Surratt. Yeah, whose kid is also there? Yeah, uh, another superstar. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like, who's to say? Maybe here, I here shortly we have us a little girl and yeah, yeah. BTOSports.com Race Rex podcast presented by Fox Racing. Force Cup of Moto. Eddie Ray is uh, is your is your subject this week. So thanks everybody for listening. Appreciate it, and uh, thanks Eddie. Hope you had fun. Yeah, it was awesome. Thanks for having me. See ya. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as... The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. I was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory... We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just 
thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The Dogger, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that air I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. It's the taste of-